Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2019. The football season is almost over, Ty. We only have one more week of regular season football to look forward to. Half the teams aren't even trying, so that'll be fun. Yeah, we got to talk about what just happened in week 16. We also went and saw a blockbuster movie, some would say. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. That was called The Last Skywalker. It's The Last Jedi. Anyways, that shows how much I pay attention, but I went and saw it with Tyler. We got some uh, movie movie scale for y'all. And then finally, we have uh, our second to last decades list. So this week, we're bringing you top 10 performances of the decade. We did top 10 actors last week. This is just top 10 performances, individual performances in individual movies, unless someone played a role in a franchise that appeared in multiple movies. Nope, I still chose one movie. Okay, me too. <laughs> Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Alrighty, Tyler. All but one game is wrapped up in week 16. We got Monday Night Football, Packers and Vikings. Big game for me, personally. Why is it a big game for you, Ty? Because I need the Vikings to fucking win so I can get the Saints to get a bye. Rooting for your Carolina Reaper team. I have to. (laughs) They put me in a pickle. 
Yes. So if the if the Packers win, uh, they will still be ahead of the Saints because of a better conference record. They only have two conference losses, opposed to the Saints having three, despite having the same overall record. And uh, yeah, and they play the Lions next week, and there's they're probably not going to lose that game. So you kind of need them to lose this week. Got to get the Vikings to get a dub. Yeah. You also need a a different result because this week the uh, 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Put them back in the in control of the uh, conference. Unfortunately, only by three. So I yes. lost the bet. Yes, you did. You had San Francisco minus six and a half, I believe. Yes. Which was perfect. Perfect situation for me. I was rooting for that the whole time, and I was very happy that it happened. It's quite unfortunate. But uh, the Seahawks lost, so that's something. I don't think it mattered at all, though. I actually, I was looking at the standings. It would have mattered if you, the Packers, and the Seahawks would have tied because since it was a three-way tie, the head-to-head wouldn't have mattered and it would have went straight to conference record. Interesting. So let's say the Seahawks won this week and then they won next week. So pretty much if the Seahawks won this week, you would have been like kind of fucked because the winner of the Seahawks and Niners, no matter what, would have been if it was a three-way tie, of course, assuming the Packers went out. But So it kind of helped you that the Seahawks lost. I like it. But the I, fucking Cardinals, too. Kyler Murray looked good. Oh, you know what, Jason? While we're here. Okay. <laughs> my ED player of the week, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I was going to pick him, but you stole him from me, and you had him two weeks ago. And you know what? He's falling off the map the end of the season. <laughs> 16 for 31, 169, and one touchdown. Yeah, he did a... I didn't watch the game, but I could see by the stats that he didn't do great. Well, yeah. I mean, Seahawks put up 13 points on the Cardinals as they're trying to make a playoff run. It's an elite disappointment. Again, I feel like all year the Seahawks have not, they've just been kind of pretenders. I said them and the 49ers were pretenders. I was wrong about the 49ers. I feel like I'm right about the Seahawks. If the Seahawks don't get a first round bye, if they're the fifth seed and they have to play like the Eagles or the Cowboys, which we'll get to, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. I really wouldn't. I would. On the road, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised. Either one of those NFC East teams are going to get eliminated first round. They're terrible. <sighs> they're both terrible teams. NFL's rigged, man. They're going to want them to win to get those ratings to the next week. They're terrible teams. You should be rooting for that. I should be, but I'm not. Because then if, let's say, you guys have a bye, well, it all depends on seeding who wins what, but there's a chance that you get to play the Cowboys and the Eagles in the second round of the playoffs. That'd be great for you. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> but uh, it's looking like it's going to be the Eagles because the Eagles beat the Cowboys in just a snooze fest, 17-9 game. Um, I had the Cowboys in my, my pick. It was the only pick that lost last week, by the way. Went 2-1. and one. On the up and up. Hmm. Um, 17 to 9. Wasn't pretty. I think I'm safe with my Carolina Reaper team, though. I mean, they need to win next week and the Eagles need to lose. They both play shitty teams. The Eagles play the Giants. The Cowboys play the Redskins. Got to watch out for Eli. I don't know. I don't see the Eagles losing that game, but they very well could. I mean, they very well could. They just lost to the, what was it, the Redskins or the Dolphins? No, they weeks lost ago. to the Dolphins a few weeks ago, and I think they almost lost to the Redskins. But they have lost to some bad teams. They did lose to the Dolphins. I know that. But it was like a month ago, I think. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. But still, not a good team. Yeah, anything could happen. And then they they should have lost against the Redskins. They scored that last second touchdown, and then they got that like fumble at the uh, last second. Yeah. So, but I don't know, man. Yeah, anything could happen. Either way, I'm not too worried. Even if, I, I don't know, even if the Cowboys make it, I feel like they'll win the first week, and they'll lose the second week to the Saints. Or whoever they play. But my ED player of the week tie came from McDowell's Cowboys. Ooh. A man by the name of Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. Looking terrible. Yeah. 13 carries, 47 yards, zero touchdowns, 3.6 average. Again, I didn't really watch the game because I was at a Christmas party. 
But this game was never really like out of reach for the Cowboys. The most they were down by was 10 to zero. And then they were down 17, six, but so they were down 10, zero at one point. Why weren't they running the ball more? Great question. I know there was a situation on third down where Zeke took himself out of the game. What? Yes. Said he rotated himself out. Why? In a short yardage third down situation. (sighs) Why? That's what everyone's wondering. <laughs> Said, oh, we're playing rotations. <laughs> uh, he needed to rotate out. Yeah, short what? short third down situation. I think it was second and third down. Short yardage. And, uh, I don't get it, man. They had to punt. Same thing. The Rams do the same shit. I don't get it. They don't use Todd Gurley that much anymore. I, I don't fucking know. I've talked about it before. Their third round pick that they picked last year, uh, they actually gave him <laughs> two carries this game. Holy shit. Yeah. Look at him putting up some fucking numbers. Fucking so stupid, man. I don't I don't understand how so professional sports teams can make such dumb decisions. You could draft a third round running back literally any year. If you're not going to use him this year, why would you draft him? I'm not even a Rams fan, but I would be pissed off about that. I'd be livid. Reasonably so. You know what pisses me off, Jay? What? Losing a bet in overtime. Oh, you're a Giants Redskins, right? Yeah, you had Redskins minus two and a half. Redskins were down a lot, too. I think they were down two touchdowns. They made the comeback. Pushed its OT. Had like a last-minute touchdown. I know that. They scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to go to overtime. Yeah. And then they lost. And they lost. And I uh, went 0 for 2 as of this game. And it was beautiful. Daniel Jones, he probably should have been my well watch out for that guy guy. 28 for 42, 352, five touchdowns. That's a huge game. That's you were just shit talking him last week. I will continue to shit talk him. Saquon had a great game as well, but what? I will continue to shit talk him. I'm all fucked up. Why? I thought Eli was supposed to be playing this. Yeah, I thought so too. I didn't realize till after I checked the box score on yesterday that Daniel Jones was the one that played. Well, it shows how much I paid attention to this fucking game. Yeah, and then the Redskins had uh, Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins play. Don't know why, but they had them both play. I'm not opposed to a quarterback by a committee. I like it. Have like you know a running Saints quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Get some Taysom in there. Maybe give Teddy B a couple snaps. Yeah. If you got a sucky quarterback, just make a quarterback by committee. Well, we don't We don't have a sucky quarterback. We just have three elite quarterbacks. Oh, my God. Taysom Hill's not an elite quarterback. He's a great player, but he's not an elite quarterback. I don't even know if he is a quarterback. Do we even know if he could throw the ball well? He just definitely doesn't take majority of his snaps at quarterback. I feel like he's like Danny Amendola, but they just kept his position as quarterback just so they could be like, wow, look at our quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) He is on the depth chart as quarterback. That is not his position. (laughs) But exactly. Sean Payton just kept it, kept it at quarterback. That way he could uh, brag about it. You know what I mean? I'm fine with it. It's a Mormon (laughs) missile. Um, What else happened? Another another thing that made both of us upset. Bill's Patriots. Yeah, Patriots uh, won by touchdown. Pretty much in control almost the whole game. Bills made a little bit of a late charge, but no, I mean they were leading actually at one point. But I don't know. There was yeah. never a second in this game. I thought the Bills were going to win. I Patriots, was watching it. Yeah, Patriots scored eleven in the fourth. But even yeah, even when they were up, there was never a moment where I was like, "Oh, the Bills got this." I just yeah. And with that, Jason, my first zero and three of the year. Oh yes. Well, this happened first. You had this game first, I believe, because it was a Saturday game. Yeah, but we just got to it. And it started off what was a terrible week for me. Oh, and three. I love it. Saturday fucked me up. I love it. That's what it is. I'm, I can. I bet Sunday games. I don't bet Saturday <laughs> games. You had a, what, Bills plus six and a half, and they lost by seven? Yeah. Oh, that's a Jason loss right there. 
Yeah. That's a Jason loss. And then what else did you have? Yeah. Oh, the 49ers. Six and a half, which they only won by three. And then Washington, two and a half with the overtime loss. Uh, the Colts shit on the Panthers. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, the Dolphins and the Bengals. The Dolphins beat the Bengals to secure that the Bengals would have the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft. 2020 NFL draft, I should say. Huh. And they're going to get Joe Burrow. My man, Joe Burrow. Wearing some orange and black. I, f- I love Joe Burrow, man. And that brings me to my will watch out for that guy, guy. Andy Dalton. Oh. Not only did he have a great game, 33-56, 396 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, but he had a great game in a losing effort, which is all that matters for the Bengals right now. That's perfect. He, That's he, securing his future, but also securing the future of the Bengals. Secured his future. Some team will have him be a backup or something next year. He'll get more chances. It'll happen. There will be a game next year in like week 12 when someone's struggling or someone gets hurt and Andy Dalton comes in and has like a great first drive and then it just goes to shit. Um, but yeah, losing effort. And it was just a great way to turn the page to Joe Burrow. What do we think the chances are Andy Dalton's quarterback for San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles oh Chargers God. next year? Because I think he's done good enough to earn himself a starting role. And I, I think they're getting the number one overall so pick for a quarterback. Mad. I would be so mad. I We just need one a guy for like one year. So Tua can get healthy. That's all I've been saying. I'm, I'm praying for Tua. But it'd be a real I'd shame. I'd be so mad. The Chargers drafted like an offensive lineman oh, or something. We do need an offensive lineman, but they better. And they just went out and got Andy Dalton for four years. If they're drafting a freaking offensive lineman, they better like trade for fucking Russell Wilson or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so pissed, dude. So mad. I, I just wouldn't hold it past them. I could see our dumbasses getting like Derek Carr or something, too. Oh, he's bad. <sighs> Or just keeping Philip Rivers, what? which so, isn't much better. Where those two intersect, Jason, the Chargers and the Raiders played each other this week. Did not watch a second of this game. The Raiders won 24-17. to 17. Yeah. Jason. Yes. Last week, four things needed to happen to keep the Raiders' playoffs hope alive. I think it was five things, actually. Five things needed to happen? I don't know. Plus, Some... It was them and then four other things, like them winning. Okay, then... yeah. yeah. All of those happened. Yep. And the biggest surprise was the Jets beating the Steelers. That was like the biggest, oh, like you know, underdog of the week that needed to happen. Now, with that, Jason, their chances are still alive. They're not great, but they're still alive. But I'm just gonna randomly, I'm just completely randomly gonna throw out four games to you here. <laughs> Tell me which team you would pick to win. Well, I already know what needs to happen, so I'm just gonna pick the opposite. Raiders, Broncos. Oh, Broncos. Titans, Texans. Titans. <laughs> Steelers, Ravens. Who needs to win that? Uh, the Steelers are gonna win. <laughs> Colts and Jags. Jaguars. Literally all four of those games, I would pick. Opposite what I said. Yes, which would get the Raiders into the playoffs. Can you imagine the Raiders being a fucking playoff team this year? With all the shit that happened, with Derek Carr. I hope so because I want to bet against him. With Derek Carr <laughs> getting booed off the field in his last home game. You know how fucking great it would be <laughs> if they just went on some electric run and made it to the fucking Super Bowl? Okay, that's not happening. It's not, Don't it, get ahead of no, yourself. No, there's no way it would happen. But you know how fucking awesome that would be? For the fans to flip off their quarterback as his last home game. And then he goes and wins the Super Bowl for him. If anything, the Raider fans should like not want to make the play. Okay. Maybe they wanna, that's wrong. They want to get a home team. Well, yeah, they want to get a home, uh, game. home game. Sorry. I'm saying maybe they shouldn't root for them to make the playoffs because maybe that's one of those things where Derek Carr suddenly is going to be the quarterback for the next three years if he uh, does it somehow. It's very true. Um... But I kind of hope they make the playoffs because I can't wait to bet against them in the first round. They would play what? The Chiefs? Literally the easiest. I don't care how much I'd have to bet. Easiest money of all time. 
Yeah, just bet the Chiefs money line. It's probably like minus 500. Just bet my entire bank yeah. account and win. Throw a couple grand on it. A quarter of my bet back, but still win a couple grand. That'd be nice. The money would never be in risk. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's the insane bi- that they're still alive. The one that is probably the least likely is the Raiders actually winning in, in mile high. Yeah. But I think they beat the Broncos their last matchup, if I'm not mistaken. So. They'll fuck it up. I wonder what, when's the game time? 125. That is the last game. Well, Titans-Texans starts at the same yeah, time. And but, so does Ravens-Steelers. But uh, there is a chance that that and game... And Colts-Jaguars. Could be, are they really all 125? Yeah, there's Why the five, fuck is there so many 125, 125 games? games? I don't know. <laughs> there isn't five. There's seven. Seven? Did I count wrong? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> seven 125 games. It's absurd. <laughs> you started this narrative and it just eight, fell 10 a.m. games. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. He started that narrative. There is a chance that this could be the last game going on if they go to overtime <laughs> and then they lose it in overtime. Yeah, why don't they just push it back to like 145? Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be. That'd be electric. That'd be so electric. So many fucking games at the same time. That'd be crazy if the Raiders made the playoffs, man. That would be crazy. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be crazy. What else happened? Uh, the Chiefs shit on the Bears. That was another one of my gambling Ws. The Chiefs were only five-point favorites at the time of recording last week, and they won by 23. Never in doubt. Yeah, that was a big uh, RIP to Barstool Big Cat. Yeah. That was a rough game. All the comparisons between Mitch and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and Mahomes didn't even have that great of a game, but was still exceptionally better than Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> and just all the graphics. There was someone in a Bears jersey that said it was a Mahomes Bears jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> There's that picture going around online. Well, then there was that celebration where he counted the 10 teams or whatever that drafted him, passed him on the draft. Can you imagine how good the Bears would have been last year with Mahomes instead of Trubisky in that fucking elite defense? Yeah. They would have been. Or even Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone but fucking Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. They traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Traded to go above Deshaun Watson. When the 49ers. Well, they traded up to go up one spot with the 49ers, who I don't think ever were going to draft Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Man, they got fleeced. That's terrible. It's embarrassing. That's so bad, dude. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I will say something. Once the the regular season's over, I think we should do like a playoff predictions. Like, you know, like same thing as the baseball bracket, just like a little NFL bracket. Okay. Little, little spoiler for you, Ty. I think I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Mm. Every year it's a one or two seed, which this goes against that logic. But I just feel like the Patriots aren't as good. And if there's any team that's going to beat Baltimore in the playoffs, it's the Chiefs. It's going to be an electric playoff game if they meet each other in the championship. Yeah. And I'd rather pick the Chiefs just because it'd be more fun if they got if they actually made it. Then I could be like, wow, look at me. <laughs> I've been saying all year. Haven't I been saying I've been wanting to bet the Chiefs to win the AFC all year? You should have done it weeks ago. Yeah. It's all right. I, feel, I got the Chiefs, man. I'm not going to tell you who I got in the NFC, but I think I got the Chiefs. All right. That's fine. I think we both know who I have in the NFC, so it's not going to be a shocker. Yeah. Same team <laughs> as me. I've been also saying all year that the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. I really think it's going to happen. I just don't want to get my hopes up. I just think it's going to happen, Ty. The only game left to talk about here that was worth shit, Jason. The Falcons and Jaguars. The Broncos and the Lions. The Ravens and the Browns. That was worth shit here, Jason. The Saints and the Titans. Saints, dominant victory. Never never question. <laughs> After a 14-0 deficit in the first <laughs> quarter, I really... <laughs> You know, I've said the Tennessee Titans are one of my teams right now. The Titans and the Vikings. Those are the two teams I'm rooting for the rest of the way. 
And I was really happy when they were up 14-0. I was really happy when the Saints beat them. Not only that, though, after a record-setting performance from Drew Brees last week, Mike yes. Thomas breaks the reception record. A record-setting performance by Michael Thomas. And that's my, uh, we'll watch out for that guy. Because, Jason, not only did Michael Thomas have 12 receptions and 136 yards today. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Not today, this game. He's now the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Now, some people. Only because Antonio Brown's not in the league. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Some people on Twitter were getting wild earlier. Yes, they were, Ty. I was part of that wildness. You were part of that wildness. Please discuss. Um, So I write for Big Easy Believer. It's a New Orleans sports website. And there's the Falcons website that was saying how Michael Thomas wasn't even on the same level as Julio Jones, Tyler. Hmm. Not even on the same level. That's interesting. We should have invited him to the podcast and debated in person. like Called you know, in. With words. We should have. We didn't, though. Yeah. So, um, what did they tweet? They <clears throat> tweeted, uh, anyone else tired of Michael Thomas' love affair? Yes, he's nice. He's clap, not clap, Julio clap. And I quote tweeted and said, you're right. He's not Julio. He's better than Julio. <laughs> <laughs> and they just. <laughs> they took offense to that, needless to say. And my first tweet, you know, I went straight in the numbers. Everyone knows I'm a numbers guy because they just put laughing faces. I said, Julio hasn't been an All-Pro since 2016. Thomas was last year and will be this year. Thomas since 17. So 17 and beyond. 374 receptions, 43, 38 yards, 23 touchdowns, 79.2 catch percentage. Julio had 81 fewer receptions. He did have 99 more yards. He had six fewer touchdowns, and he had a catch percentage that was 16% lower. And I put, we're almost in... 2020 not in 2016 and then their response was you're trying too hard <laughs> to convince yourself that thomas is better <laughs> now when this came up jason you told me to look at it yeah i did i busted out a graph <laughs> you know me i like making charts <laughs> mike thomas had 372 more yards this year with 53 more receptions yeah again record setting reception total yeah three more touchdowns 18.5 percent better catch rate and this is the biggest narrative for Julio versus Mike Thomas. Yards per reception. Well, actually, first, the narrative they were trying to push was that Michael Thomas has not had five straight 1,400-yard seasons yet because he has not played five seasons. Yes. Not only that, he has improved every single year. And he got 1,400 yards a year sooner than Julio did. Yes. So there's a chance by the time Michael Thomas is in year nine, like Julio, as long as he doesn't get hurt, that he'll have seven straight 1,400-yard Yard seasons. So I'll, I'll get back to that because I did that. And then I also did the past three years, Julio and Mike Thomas. Well, yeah, that's, that was the stats I, I referenced. I thought you just did, so did 17, you three? 17, 18, 19. Well, whatever. <laughs> Either way, the biggest thing, yards per reception. Mike Thomas, 2.7 yards per reception worse than Julio Jones. Yeah. If we change that and we look at yards per target, 0.5 better than Julio. I think it was more than 0.5. I thought it was like 0.9, but continue. I had 0.5. Either way, Mike Thomas is getting punished because he makes all the fucking receptions. As far as he's gotten more first downs than Julio. Yeah. And I broke it down in a nice, nice, easy way to, to realize it here. You have Michael Thomas. You have Julio Jones, Jason. Yes. They get the ball thrown to them five times. Okay. Mike Thomas has a reception for 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 yards. Five receptions. 100 yards? No, 110 yards? 50 yards. Jesus. Okay. 
<laughs> he would have five receptions, 150 yards, 30 yards per reception. Yes. Julio Jones could get those same five balls thrown to him. Yes. Julio Jones can drop the 10 and 20 yard pass. Okay. So and only catch the three, four, 30, 40, and 50 yard reception. 120 yards. He would have 120 yards. Less yards. Less yards. Less receptions. But he would have 40 yards per reception to Michael Thomas's 30 yards per reception. Oh, so he's the better receiver, right? The narrative that Michael Thomas only runs slants is the issue because Michael Thomas is the exact same wide receiver as Julio who can put up those same numbers, but he also puts in the fucking slants in the Julian Edelman type routes. Yeah. The fact that he's multifaceted and can be the deep ball guy and the short guy is what's affecting the narrative saying, oh, he only does slants. He's not as good as Julio. No, he just, yeah, he just does both. He just does both. He's just Julio and then some. <laughs> Not only that, Jason, when you look at the 29% of team passing yards, Michael Thomas has got 42.4% of the passing yards on the Saints this year. Yeah. Julio Jones has 29.7. So maybe the argument is since the Falcons have more weapons, they don't throw to Julio as much. Or the argument is they just have to double Mike Thomas, and that's literally half of our fucking offense. (laughs) And they still, yeah. No one can do it. He is still the best wide receiver in all of football. Yeah. Percentage of teams' receptions. Mike Thomas has caught 36.4% of our receptions this year. Mm-hmm. That is every one and third pass that is caught is Mike Thomas. Yep. Julio Jones, 21.4. One out of every five passes is Julio Jones. So, yeah, the Saints go through Michael Thomas more, but since they go through him more, they also there's more attention on him on the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. And yep. he's still putting up better numbers than Julio. Yeah. It's absurd that anyone thinks Julio is a better wide receiver than Thomas. I mean. In his prime? Yeah, Maybe. Dude had an 18 fucking 100 yard season. Uh, Michael Thomas actually on pace for 1800 yards. I mean, what is he at? He's at he's actually at 1688 and he averages 112 yards per game. So he's exactly on pace for 1800. Okay. So I like it because <laughs> there is still a game left to be played and they have something to play for. So he's going to play now. The again, the only thing Julio has ever had is yards per target. Yeah. And that's because he yards doesn't make the fu- Yeah. Yards yeah. per catch. That's because he doesn't make the fucking catches that Mike Thomas does. Mike Thomas gets the first downs from the short receptions, but then is also a deep threat. And that is somehow a negative for him. Well, guess what, Ty? Best wide receiver in the game. What's um, Julio Jones' yards per reception? Julio Jones' yards per... Oh, you don't even have to tell me, because Mike Williams is best in the league with 20.5 yards. Best receiver in football. Chris Godwin's up there, too. Chris Godwin's been a monster. Mike Williams of the Chargers. 20 yards per reception. Holy shit. He leads? Yeah. AJ Brown's second, isn't he? I don't know. It's just bold and on pro football focus, and I know that means he's a league leader. Yeah, I think AJ Brown's right there, which is fine. If you just throw bombs to guys and they just catch only bombs, that's going to be good. Wow. I mean, I don't think Michael... I think Mike Williams is a very good deep threat. I don't think he's, like, one of the best receivers in football. I think he's good in his role. That's what I'm saying. So those the guys who are just deep threats, that's what's going to happen. They might not get huge numbers receptions, you know, but when you fucking throw it to him and they catch it deep, that's great. That's fun. You know who slept on? Who, Jason? Keenan Allen. I think he's very slept on. I think he's very good. <laughs> I don't think he gets enough respect for how good he is. Thank you. Thank you. For also, with that. the garbage quarterback he has. Shut your fucking there in mouth. LA. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Michael Thomas is a mixture of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. How about that? Sure. Um, I also had a stat to throw at you. Um, that you lost? Shut up. Um... <laughs> Hold on. Why am I zooming? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm raging on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know why my laptop's zooming. Okay. 
stats. In fact, hmm. even if he only has one reception and it's for a touchdown in week 17, so he just has one reception next week. They just throw him in a red zone situation. He will still become the first wide receiver ever to have 10 receiving touchdowns. And get this, I lowered the bar to see if there was more. 10 receiving touchdowns, 130 receptions. He's at 148 or whatever he's at. Oh, you have to lower the bar. And 1,600 yards, and he has a chance to get 1,800. The crazy part is he could finish with 10 receiving touchdowns, 150 receptions, and 1,800 yards. So he would become the first ever with 10 receiving touchdowns, 130, and 1,600. And he's going to be like well above that. Easily. Crazy. It's fucking insane. It's one of the greatest, if not the greatest seasons by a wide receiver in NFL history. He's legitimately a top five to top three MVP candidate. Yeah. If Lamar wasn't having the insane year that he's having, a wide receiver would be legitimately in the conversation. I still think he is legitimately in the conversation. He is, but I think the conversation is dominated by Lamar. I think you have to give it to Lamar. As a as a Saints fan, you have to be unbiased. Yeah. Lamar has been fucking otherworldly this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the dude's one of the best rushers in the league. He also made history, too. And so. he's a fucking quarterback. <laughs> he's also throwing bombs and putting up fucking, like, 30-some touchdown passes. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave... Uh, they did one of those dumb things where they make Lamar Jackson MVP, but then they give Mike Thomas like offensive player of the year. Yeah, I I would I one hundred percent can see that happening. That happened with Todd Gurley and Tom Brady two years ago. Tom Brady won MVP, and then Todd Gurley won offensive player of the year. It's it like, makes no sense. <laughs> it's like like this guy who only plays on offense is more valuable <laughs> than the best offensive player of the year. It's not even like pitching with the Cy Young. Like pitchers can still be most valuable, but it, I yeah, it just it's just stupid. It's like someone winning the Cy. It's like. DeGrom winning the Cy Young and then Ryu winning MVP. <laughs> no, it's like DeGrom winning. Oh, okay, yes. One of yes, the yes, two, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, whatever. Mike Thomas is a fucking monster, and he is miles ahead of Julio at this point in their career. Wow, Lamar has 36 passing touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. He's in like the mid-30s on passing touchdowns. Because his passing yards isn't insane, but... But then he also has fucking plenty of rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah. His, uh... Yeah, because he's got 3,100 and then... His rushing yards, he has um, 1,200. He has a combined 39 touchdowns, 43 touchdowns, and he's done. He's not playing week 17, so. Yeah. Wild season. Easily the MVP, but Mike Thomas is right there as a fucking wide receiver, Jason. Yeah, you first brought the Mike Thomas MVP. Talk to me, like, halfway through the season. I didn't think it would persist, but it has. You were hating. It's been persistent. Yeah. Man is the best wide receiver in the league and uh can't wait to see what he does in the playoffs that might come back to bite me we're just gonna hope it doesn't so what's uh your gambling picks for this week tom let you go first since you went oh and three oh and three what's our records now now unfortunately my record has dropped to a miserable 21 11 and one really that's it 21 11 21 19 and one 21 11 and one fuck okay you have gone all the way up to 14 17 and two that was loud. <laughs> this week, Jason, I don't know what the fuck to do gambling. Oh, yeah. People you don't are know sitting. who's playing, who's not playing. I don't know who's in the game, who isn't in the game. So you know what I'm going to do, Jason? I'm going to choose a team who still has something to play for. Okay. Who I have nothing but confidence in. Saints yeah. minus 13. Oh. Woo. I thought it was, was it 13 and a half or 13. Um, I saw 13. I'll double check. Here, I'll, I'll double check for you, Ty. Don't you worry. I'm already there. Look at that. Actually, I'm not there. Now I'm there. Uh, no, it's 13. 13. You're right. Okay. I don't know what teams are playing their starters. The Saints are. Exactly. And I don't have confidence in anyone else, so I might as well choose my team to go in and shit bump the Panthers. 
Yeah, I like that one because I was like, usually what happens because I was so high on uh, Carolina plus ten last time and it it was never in doubt. And then usually what happens is when that happens, the next time they play, they shit pump them. So it's typically what happens. And the Panthers have nothing to play for. The one thing I'd be worried about is like a. See, I don't even know how this would work. Oh no, because Seahawks Niners is Sunday night, so. No matter say, what, what, if there's yeah. a situation where Saints clinch and then there's like, all right, let's pull everyone fourth quarter, they get a backdoor cover, but I don't even think that's going to happen. Yeah, I can't because no matter – I mean, the only issue for me is if the Vikings win tonight, then there is an issue because the Packers-Lions play 10 a.m. Yeah, oh, but, but so do we. Still, but they could still get the first seed, so they want to win. Yeah, so either way, the Saints are going all out this week. And it's a division rival. And that's a fucking division rival, Jason. So – Saints minus 13. Okay. Who do you got? So I got three teams who are all like could either be resting people or not resting people. So it's all very risky. My first one, I got to pick one that I think you'll pick. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Actually, I don't know if I love that pick. I have a feeling. You know, first pick, I'm going to go Bills minus one versus the New York Jets. Mm, I liked it. The Buffalo Bills. I liked it. Are at home, and they're only one point favorites against the Jets. Yes, they have nothing to play for. They might sit Josh Allen. They might sit their defensive guys. I don't know. But the Bills, they have a good defense. And yes, they they're at home. And the Jets are one of those teams who have surprising wins and really bad losses. And I'm hoping after a surprising win last week, it's a really bad loss. I agree. They're the most variable team in the NFL. They've had like some big wins this season. Granted, the Cowboys aren't great. The Steelers aren't great. But those are still playoff teams or at least borderline playoff teams. They and shouldn't they just, be. But... And then they, they beat the Raiders. 34 to 3, they might be a playoff team, but then they lose to the Bengals and the Dolphins twice. Or Dolphins once, but. They're the most up and down, could be dominant, could be terrible. Who knows? Well, I'm going with the Bills, who actually beat them by one last time. So hopefully they're beating them by more than one. That'd be a nice push. This one, Jason, I don't care who's their quarterback. I think Baltimore is a much better team than whoever they're playing. Ah, fuck you. I don't cuss a lot in this podcast, but fuck you, Tyler. RG3 is the quarterback. It's Baltimore plus two. Than the Steelers. I think they're a much better oh. team than the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think RG3 is still a comparable quarterback, and I think they well, easily win by two. Well, here's my argument. Here's what I was going to – my argument oh my for God. this game was going to be. They're plus two. Yes, plus two. Oh, my God. They're easily going to lose by at least two or win. <laughs> my thing was, okay, so you look at the, the Ravens offense. It's that run first, you know, option. What does RG3 do? That's what That's he exactly. does. It's so not the like they're going to have to change gonna, shit translate to RG3, and yeah, Pittsburgh has a good defense, and yeah, it's a division game, and anything could happen, blah, blah, blah. It's not. Baltimore has nothing to play for. Pittsburgh has everything to play for. I don't care. I like your pick. Yeah. Also, I believe Mason Rudolph starting, not a good quarterback. I don't even know who's going to start. Not a good quarterback. They'll get benched halfway just like this week. Either way, I don't think Baltimore is going to have to change enough to where they all of a sudden lose to the fucking Steelers right before they're going into a big playoff run as a one seed. All righty, Ty. I love this game so much, so, so much, so, so much, that I'm going to flip it because I don't trust myself. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. I'm going Titans minus four and a half against the Houston Texans. Titans minus four and a half? Yes. <laughs> against I'm pretty the sure Houston the Texans are at home. Texans. So the Texans just beat them. The Texans have won the division. I loved Texans plus four and a half. I thought they would at least lose within a field goal. I love it so much. That I feel like Vegas is trying to pull something over my head. So I'm betting the other way. No rhyme or reason. That's my reason. I mean, we isn't the Texans the team that has nothing to play for? Yes, they have nothing to play for. Okay. 
except maybe getting up a seed if the Chiefs lose and they win. I don't know how that works. I don't know who has the tiebreaker. All I know is I love Texans so much that I'm going the other way with my team, the Tennessee Titans. And now I have to find a third game because you took my other one. All right, Jason. Well, my third game. We were rooting for this last week. We didn't even – we glanced over it, and I apologize that we glanced over it. James Winston threw four interceptions. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that. He is on track to have a 30-30 season. He needs two interceptions, baby. And who do they play this week? The Falcons. There's not a good chance that he does that because Falcons are also terrible. But if there's one thing I know, James is going to go out there and he's going to fucking throw it, Jason. (laughs) And I think he's going to have four touchdowns and two interceptions, and I'm taking Tampa Bay and a pick Division game. Yeah. Division game, Tampa Bay at home, and it's a pick Yeah. I like it. I'll take the money line. I think Tampa Bay wins that game. My one concern is that Tampa Bay is without Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. That's why I actually tweeted on Saturday morning. I don't know if you saw my tweet, how I was going to do a parlay and I couldn't get it in on time. No. Oh, it was going to (laughs) be Houston minus three and a half, and then it was like the over on the other two Saturday games. The overs hit, and then Houston only won by three, so I'm happy I didn't bet it. But I was very convinced that Tampa Bay was going to get shit-pumped because they didn't have their top two receivers. What happened is Jameis threw four interceptions. They stayed in it. They only lost by three. If there's one thing Jameis knows how to do, it's put up numbers. And he throws the balls up, and when there's good wide receivers, they catch him. When there's not, the other team catches him. He's going to have 5,000 passing yards. Yeah. That's That's insane. Insane, dude. Man. And it's all right because they're going to win. Who's your third game, Jeff? (sighs) I'm not ever betting on Dallas. <laughs> there is one other game I liked. I don't know, dude. I kind of want to pick against you just to pick against you. To be fun. I need you to make a decision here, Jay. You know what? This is a double pick. I'm hoping that the Minnesota Vikings lose this week. Okay. Because then they will have nothing to play for. Okay. They will rest their people. I don't know if Dalvin Cook will be healthy, but even if he is, they're going to rest him. I'm going with the Bears plus seven. The pick I liked was Minnesota minus seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just hoping Minnesota loses. They have nothing to play for next week. And they sit there, guys, and Chicago loses by like four. Or even wins. I don't care if they win. That's fine. My, I had the opposite logic because I'm hoping that they win this week and they have to keep the win alive. And if they have to keep the win alive, they're going to shit pump the Bears. So it pretty much ha- matters what happens tonight. Yeah. Tonight is how that game goes. <laughs> so Minnesota pl- or Chicago plus seven. All right. So I have New Orleans minus 13, Baltimore plus two, <laughs> Tampa Bay pick them. Uh, you have Buffalo minus one, Tennessee four and a half. <laughs> minus four and a half, yeah. And then Chicago plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> this week's hard. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I feel like no matter what I picked, I would have hated it. That is true. With that being said, Jason, I don't know how long ago I locked this in, but I officially have uh, finished the regular season with a better record than you. <laughs> All right. We got to go back to the first week we did this and see if I said we should put money on it or anything or if we agree. We'll to have it. to listen because I definitely won. <laughs> I could have been like Baltimore and sat the remainder of the season. What's my record? You are a whopping 14 17 and 2. You have a chance. What? You have a chance. I thought it was 14 16 and 2 to be exactly even if you go 3 and 0. That makes sense. 33 we've been doing it for 11 weeks. Yeah, if I go 3 and 0, I'll 17 be... 17 and 2. 
That'll be uh, above 500 because the ties? No. 17, 17, and 2 would be two ties yeah. count as one win and one loss. Ties are half a win, half a loss. So it would be the same as being 18 and 18. Is it, though? Well, yeah. If you tie, I think it's technically half a win, half a loss. I'm going to do this. Winning percentage calculator. So you would have (laughs) 17.5, 17.5, and then add in another tie, 18, 18. I don't know. Ties are confusing. I say this all the time. When okay, so NFL 17 team. and 17, you're 500. Here we go. And then you don't win or lose either of those other games. You're still 500. Here we go. 17, two ties, 17. What does value of ties mean? In some sports, ties are counted as half a win. American football put 0.5 here. Okay, so we'll just do the same thing. Yes, so it's 500. Woo, I'll be 500, baby. Let's go. If this was soccer, you would get one point for a tie rather than zero. While in others, loss. they're as good as a loss. Soccer, oh. a.k.a. real football, put zero. How? Oh, just in terms of winning percentage, they're as good as a loss. Oh. Not in terms of points. So that was like three points for a win, one for a tie, zero for a loss in soccer. So, yeah, you get the points, but your winning percentage it counts as a loss. That is confusing. That's stupid, yeah. That's why ties should just be abolished. They should, like, if... Okay, so if you don't... If you don't... Like, overtime, okay, it's a tie. Instead of doing a tie, why don't they just do, like, a kickoff? Like, start at 25 yards, and both kickers kick... No in the blocking. NFL? Yeah. Or no, you can even try to block. I think you do five on five, like a shoot off in hockey, where it's just one player and a goalie. You just get a goal line stand. You go back and forth. That could be cool, but I feel like the kicking would be more dramatic. I mean, it's kickers. Exactly. But can you imagine just five on five? You get five big boys, five <laughs> other big, four other big boys to block somebody with the ball, and you see who gets into the end zone more. Oklahoma I like drills. My, I like my kicking better. You just do nothing but Oklahoma drills. You know how intense that'd be? Not in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they go to double OT. But oh, regular yeah. season. Playoffs, you just keep going over You start with a 25-yard field goal. You can just line both sides up on both sides. Like, you don't even have to. It doesn't even have to wait. Because you can have one side on that side and one side on that side. Once they get to 60, they're just staring each other in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> go to 25 and then 35 and then 45. And by then, they'll probably miss. And then 55 and then 65. I don't know. That'd be interesting. It would definitely give kickers a contract raise. Oh, yeah. They would get paid if it came down to that. That's what they should do. And then baseball should do, No, because that would make the the Ravens even more of a dominant team. (laughs) You imagine Justin Tucker just dominating kickoffs? Yeah. And then in baseball... Yeah, what would you call it? You can't call it a kickoff. We already have a kickoff. (laughs) Uh, The kick showdown. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then in baseball, they should do after 12 innings... It is a tie. Just kidding. They should do a home run derby. I like that. Just the whole lineup goes up and their pitching coach comes out and whoever hits more home runs, every person in the lineup gets one swing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, did you know Lamar Jackson was born in 1997? That's insane. Yeah. I've also noticed he has no neck. Or no. No, he, no. It's like no. he has no head. Yeah. No, it's just it's all just neck. straight side. It just goes straight down. <laughs> the man is big. He's like all neck or all head. I don't know. Every time I see him, though. Thick with three C's. (laughs) All right, Ty. So we went and saw uh, Rise of Skywalker? Last Skywalker? Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I don't freaking remember, man. Let me me fact check that. What happened to my movie scale? There it is. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of the Skywalker? Just The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. It's only my third Star Wars movie I've ever seen behind Rogue One and The Force Awakens. So you may be a good unbiased Star Wars opinion on the movie. 
I will say, though, I'm not uneducated in Star Wars because I played Lego Star Wars. You know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, it is getting kind of shit on. Rotten Tomatoes, 56%. I believe it's the worst out of any nine mainline. Well, really? Any of them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is getting 56. Why is it getting so bad? I'm going to read some of these reviews. It's rotten. Oh, big time. Big time rotten. Let's I don't see. know. Episode one had a 53%. So right now it's in second place. All right. But that's not good. I will say my first um, takeaway from this is I'm a Daisy Ridley fan. That's okay. all I got to say. I think she did good? Great actor. Just a great actor. She's a good actor. Actress. I mean, sorry. Yeah, actress. That's the only reason why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for once, I think for the first time since fucking Joker, we've both seen a movie together, Jay. Yeah, I blame you. Blame who you want? <laughs> We're doing a movie scale. All right. We're breaking it down. Patent pending. Mm-hmm. Jason, what'd you give it for plot slash story? I gave it a 15. Okay. I'm pretty generous with my scales. Uh, I gave it a 15. How'd you give it a 15? What'd you think worked? Um. Oh, spoilers. Did we say spoilers? Oh, my. Heavy, heavy spoiler <laughs> warning. Heavy spoiler warning. Please, I'm going to give you five... Four, three, two, one. Come back when we do our decades list. Just guess. So, I liked the whole. Uh, what was her name? Ray. Ray. I liked how she was battling between being like a Sith and a Jedi. That was pretty cool. Okay. And I liked. Uh, I was. I don't know. I like Kylo Ren's story. Okay. And they just had good overarching plots. I don't know. I feel like some things were a little rushed, so that's why I gave it a fifteen. Not anything higher. I feel like certain scenes were rushed or in other cases spent too long in some other scenes. I feel like the balance might have been a little off there. But besides that, I was fine. Okay. I give it an eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was extremely rushed in the beginning. And then the entire story was them finding a dagger. Yes. So they could then and go and find a like GPS device. Yes. Well, they didn't know they had to find the dagger at first, but yes. Chewbacca got kidnapped. Well, yeah. So they went, they, it was to, you got to find something to find something to figure out how to get to a place to find somebody. Yeah. It was just way too much repetitiveness. I didn't like the Ray storyline. Oh. I think they threw it in as, again, heavy spoiler. She's the granddaughter of Palpatine, mm-hmm. but she never really fought the dark side. It was never like, I'm going to be bad. Yeah. Like, there was never a moment where it was like, I'm going to choose to do something bad. She almost had it a few times, though. She wanted to kill him. That snake, she showed she was compassionate. Again, she was good with the snake. Um, She literally was like, oh, if I'm going to be bad, I'm just going to go and trap myself on an island so I won't be bad. Yeah. Like, there was literally no internal conflict for her. Yeah. So, another thing was, like, how was she Palpatine? So, was her parents Palpatine's kids? Apparently. Apparently that old man be fucking. Yeah, so like why why wasn't Palpatine's kid the next in line? Well, they said Palpatine's kid, that's why her parents were like they said her junk traders or whatever. They left and hit on on a planet cuz he didn't want to like be associated with Palpatine. He didn't want to do any of that. Oh, okay. So like he went into hiding and didn't want Ray to have any of that. Yeah. I think it's lazy. <laughs> I think it's a trilogy and literally these plot points were brought up this movie. 
And then yeah. there's the whole plot line where uh, Luke knew she was a Palpatine. Yeah. Which is a load of shit. <laughs> you watch the other movie. and his whole watch eight. Well, I'm saying if you watch the other movie, there's like multiple scenes where he was like, oh, I didn't, you know, because Kylo Ren was Luke's student at one point. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I, I, I wanted to stop training him because I sensed the dark side in him. Yeah. There's a scene in eight where Ray goes and like Luke's training her and he's like, you just went straight to the dark side like you didn't even try to resist it. If he knew she was a Palpatine and he knew she wasn't like trying to resist the dark side, why would he help her at all? Because he saw the good in her. No, he saw the bad in her. But he also saw the good. It was a load of shit. That's a load of shit. I think it's it's very lazy. I feel like stuff like that, though, it's like the whole kind of Star Wars franchise kind of has a lot of that where it's just like, oh, it's Star Wars. Just accept it. You know what I mean? A little bit. But if I'm looking at it objectively, it's a very bad, bad plot and very poorly timed and spaced out. Yeah, I wasn't that invested in it. I just thought as an individual movie, I was like, oh, I liked it. See, even as an individual movie, though, I thought like the beginning of it was way too rushed, and then the middle yeah. of it was way too dragged out. I just, like I thought this while watching the movie, the first like I don't know however many minutes, like it felt like I was watching on like 110 speed. Yes, dude, it was like next, 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 <laughs> next. And it's like funny joke. Next, next, next. <laughs> like it, <laughs> there was no stopping. Yeah, I still gave it a 15. That's fine. I don't know really why. That's fine. It's your, it your score. I gave. I was a little generous. Visuals and cinematography. Where'd we go? You go first. Okay. For I might score? change my answer because I didn't really give that much thought to this one. I put an 18 on this one. Okay, so I don't feel bad about my. So I switched it up because I think it looked great. I think the shots of some of the planets looked good. Mm-hmm. I think you were complaining that at the beginning of the movie it was too dark on the planet uh, the Emperor was on. Yeah. I thought that looked fucking badass. I think that was the point of it. It was supposed to be the dark side planet. I just couldn't see it all. That was my only thing. But maybe that was just my eyes. You know, I just got into the movie theater. I didn't watch Might any still previews. Be Justin. Yeah. Could have just been me. Could have been. I thought it looked really cool. Because I literally couldn't see anything. Like, when they were showing all the ships, <laughs> I was, like, squinting. Like, or trying to squint. See, I, I, like, I can't I, see. <laughs> I had no problem seeing it. So, I thought it worked. I think a lot of the visuals and stuff worked. I think the space worked good. There was a planet blow up in this movie that looked like the original star wars which isn't good but i enjoyed it okay so i think it looked good i think it was a good looking movie i gave it an 18 yeah i gave it a 16 so a good score okay. but i don't remember anything in particular that i was like wow that looks really good you like, know what i mean yeah i think the fight scene on the old death star when they're like in the ocean and fighting like the water's flash like, that was flashing cool, on him yeah. i thought that looked good i think there's just a couple of scenes and stuff that looked really fucking cool yeah, nothing really blew me away, so I just gave it a 16. Okay. Key elements. Now, key elements... I don't know what the key element of Star Wars is. Star Wars. It's got to be lightsaber battles, force stuff, spaceships. Not humor, right? I mean, this movie did throw in some humor. I don't know if that's key element in Star Wars. It was... I would say in, like, episode 4, 5, 6, no. 1, 2, 3, they definitely tried making it funny. <laughs> 7, 8, 9, it has been... They have added on to it. So I would say humor a little bit in these most recent movies. What's your score? I'm so at loss. I really am. I'm be honest. <laughs> I, I also gave it an 18 for key elements. Okay, I gave it a 15. Okay, so a little Mostly bit lower. because I was confused of what, a key, what the key elements were. That's fine. I thought the lightsaber battles were badass. They were cool. I think there's a couple of them that looked really fucking good. Ooh, hold on. Go ahead. I have okay. something else to touch on, but go ahead. I thought the force powers in this, they expanded compared to any other movie. 
Oh, when she zapped that, she fucking shot lightning out of her hand. We thought she killed Chewbacca. Yeah, she didn't. But I was like, holy shit, that was fucking cool. Um, Force teleporting shit. That was another thing. Did they ever show there was two ships on that like that planet? I don't know if they did or not. It may have been just really lazy. Like that was one of those second ship. That was one of those Star Wars. Like you just kind of accept it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I would have to see it again. Maybe there was a second one, but that very well could just be like a. Yeah, no, there's another one. No, totally, believe me. <laughs> yeah. But I think as far as the key elements, of, and it was also funny. I think the interaction between Poe, Finn, and Rey, when those three were together, there's a lot of funny moments. The droids were funny. C-3PO fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. Did Poe ever say, because they were sinking in that sinkhole, he's like, I never told you, and then... No. Did, was it supposed to be that he loves her? That or that he is forced sensitive what is force sensitive you've been you've thrown that around to me like twice and i don't know what it means (laughs) so like jedis can like move things and sense things in the force normal people can't so like when ray something was going on with ray or whatever and like ray almost died at the end finn got like worried he was like oh no like he could sense it in the force well yeah and then he said the gut feeling thing with that one when he's talking to that black girl yeah and he was like that ship she's like how do you know he's like just a feeling that's force sensitive. He has, he could do that. I mean, he fought with a lightsaber in episode seven, so they kind of teased it, but like only Jedi's usually do that. Yeah. So he was force sensitive. So it may have been Ray. I'm, I also think I'm force sensitive, but it could have been, I love you, which would have been really awkward with the end of the movie, which I didn't even get to. No, I'll wait to get to it. Um, watch Poe's going to be a bad guy. I mean, he was just a sp- based on what happens to Star Wars. He was a stormtrooper. He was already a bad guy. He's going to somehow... Well, so are Siths gone now? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Because they, like, just destroyed killed, everything? Killed the big one. So, yeah, what they'll do is, like, if they do make a new trilogy and it is around Poe, which I think they're going to do a TV show, personally. I feel like if they do new, do another franchise, it'll just be all new people. I don't okay. know why I think that, but that's just what I think. But uh, if they do new, do do a new franchise, it'll be, like, the first one's about something a disturbance in the force and then like poe's like flip over to the other side and like the second one and then he'll end up like killing himself to save the hero in the third one or some shit i don't know i will say the <laughs> thing with ray having a yellow lightsaber at the end yeah could have been like i'm no longer like not a red lightsaber not a blue lightsaber but a yellow one like i'm in the middle so there's no sith there's no jedi there's just me yeah because there's supposed to be a balance for like if there's good guys there's bad guys yeah but like she is the balance so maybe there's no Sith anymore. I don't know. So what'd you give it for key elements? 15. Okay. Characters. I give it a 17 because I really like Ray. <laughs> and another person, but I'll let you talk first. So I only gave it a 14 for characters. Okay. On reflection, probably could have gave it a little bit higher score. My issue was the character arcs. So maybe I should have just dropped plot down even more. Yeah. I didn't really like Kylo Ren's arc. Why? Because it was like, I'm a bad guy. I'm killing people at the beginning. Come and join me. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I killed my dad. That was kind of fucked up. I'm a good guy now. (laughs) Again, but that's, isn't that like just Star Wars? It's very much, it's Star Wars, (laughs) but I'm not giving it any excuses here. Um, And then the god-awful kissing scene. (laughs) The most cringeworthy, awkward shit I've ever seen in any Star Wars movie to date. It was so... I expected it. I 100% like 100% expected it and did not want it. It made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> How did he live? Palpatine like threw him off a cliff and then he was just like, I'm here. <laughs> it's fucking Star Wars, bro. Trust me. 
He just yeah, did. It's, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. He just did. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I could have done more for characters. I thought the character uh, chemistry worked re- really well with like three Poe, Finn, and Ray. Yeah. And then the droids were good. So I, I probably... You're oh, 14's fine. 14's the best fine. guy in the movie, which was... What's his name? Babu Fritz. Whatever. Babu Frick. Babu Frick. <laughs> fucking great. Oh, my God. That was the best part of the movie was when they... At the final fight scene when everyone came back to help him. And then the girl was like, oh, we came back. And then Babu Freak just popped up and he made like some funny ass noise. I don't even remember what it was. It, I was, was, just, it was so unnecessary. He was just like, Aah! I was just laughing my ass off. He had no reason to be in the cockpit. <laughs> they were like, we need to give Babu Freak more screen time. <laughs> Throw him in the fucking cockpit. Yeah. And you know why they made him? So they could freaking more ancillary sales. It's oh, going to be Babu Freak pop and I'm probably going to get it. Fuck yeah. He's going to be big time to- <laughs> uh, toy sales. Baby Yoda. Um, Baby Yoda wasn't in this. Yeah. Because he's going to die in The Mandalorian. Probably. Didn't watch the latest episode, but I heard there's a lot of tension on what's going to happen Ooh, with Baby time. Yoda. Big time tension with Baby Yoda. My prediction was that Baby Yoda's going to kill himself somehow to save the Mandalorian. I wouldn't be surprised with how things have gone down. Should it be like, Mandalorian, either you die or Baby Yoda dies, and Baby Yoda's just going to look at him and be like, I don't know. I Dad, do, Daddy, kill me. I do love how they use the good, like how everyone loves the Mandalorian to introduce force healing, which has never been in any other movie before. Mm-hmm. But in the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda force heals somebody, mm-hmm. which is the first time ever. And you're like, holy shit. And that was on Tuesday. And then they released the movie on Thursday. And they're like, yeah, Ray can do it too now. And Kylo Ren. Like, we just introduced it on a TV show. But now everyone can do it. Yeah. How how would they even know they could do that? Uh, again, no one else has ever done it before. But Ray knows that she can do it now. You know what would have been cool if they did a... Uh, well, see, this probably wouldn't have been good movie-wise, but it just would have been appealing to the fans if they had, like, all the Siths and all the Jedi show back up. Well, that, and I also feel like they... As ghosts. They went cheap. They went cheap. Rey had the moment where all the Jedi were talking to her. Oh, yeah. Which was really cool. I'll be honest, I only recognized one of their voices. It was Yoda. So, it was Anakin? I knew it was... So, let me guess. I didn't know who was who, but it's, like, Anakin, probably Obi-Wan, probably um, Luke... Probably uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Was he good? Yep. And Yoda. Was there any more? I don't remember. Oh. So, yeah. I just but didn't know whose was voice was who. Yeah. Okay. I did not know Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And it was very obvious when he <laughs> talked. The, I feel like they cheap. They went cheap on us. They very easily could have paid those guys to make a fucking appearance as Force Ghost. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just, just come do some voice work, I guess. Even with the technology. They could have just freaking like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how they use Carrie Fisher. You know, like how they do the technology like whatever they could have just pulled like old footage and like somehow probably you know what i mean they could have made it work and they chose not to and then imagine if they showed the siths too that would have been fucking darth vader darth maul i don't know any other ones i mean they did the voice thing with palpatine where he was snoke palpatine and darth vader yeah but like again don't give me the voices yeah if you guys are gonna do the fan servicey shit i want to see all the fucking force ghosts give me all the sith ghosts they never done that before that would have been cool yeah some darth maul i think he's still alive i don't fucking know Darth Vader. Yeah. General Grievous. I don't even know if he was a Sith, but he was a bad guy. <laughs> he had multiple arms. <laughs> so, yeah, 17, and you gave it a fifth? 14. 14. Okay. Enjoyment. I gave it a 16. Even an 18. Okay. I enjoyed it. I think it's a fun movie to watch. The kiss is where I, I the kiss took away two <laughs> points. I fucking hated it. The pacing kind of took me out of it a little bit at the beginning. Yeah, um, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think I gave it higher ratings because I went into it wanting to like it, where I know Riley went into it wanting to hate it, and I was like, why? I just wanted to like it. Everyone yeah. else hates it. I want to like it. I was going into it hoping it was good because I saw the the like uh, Rotten Tomato score and everything. Yeah. And then like they released another trailer at the last second for it. Mm-hmm. And I was I was even talking to Victoria, and I was like, I don't know how they're giving this movie bad reviews. It looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And like I went into it hoping it would be fucking awesome and, you know, fuck the critics. And it just wasn't. It was good. It just wasn't fucking awesome. Here's the thing. Well, first, my top, my total score is a 79 out of 100. 76 out of 100. The plot really dragged this down. So that's a total of 77.5. 77.5, Jason, puts it in between... Hustlers, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Two movies we've seen. It is below Hustlers. Oh, God. Which has a 78, right? Yes, but above Stuber. Okay. <laughs> um... I feel like with Star Wars, man, and I texted you about this. I, I don't know if the expectations are just too high out of, like, the critics. Like, again, I haven't seen the old ones, so I'm just kind of talking based on, like, what I hear other people say. But from, like, what I've heard, it's, like, most of the – like, the old ones aren't even, like, that great. You know, it's just, like, they the, for the time they came out. So they came out in, what, the 70s? Um, 77, 80, and 83. So, yeah, like, the time they came out, A, the technology they used with, like, the ships and everything. Like, that was, like, otherworldly. But people fell in love with, like, we were talking, I think, the world they created. You know, not so much the movies. And I feel like this could be wrong. I didn't live in the 80s. But I feel like even back then for a movie like Star Wars, it didn't really matter what the critics thought. You know, because it was so new. It was so revolutionary. Whereas now in 2019, any big studio can do this with technology. And now it's more reliant on the storytelling and everything. So I, I don't know, like the hardcore Star Wars fans who were like, oh, these movies sucked. If this movie was episode six, you probably in the 70s, there's probably a good chance you would have loved it. You know, what I, like I just I feel like Star Wars fans hate their own franchise and people expect too much out of it now. I will say I think either episode four or five was nominated for a best picture. I think five because I know five is like known as like the best one. It's easily the best one. They had 93 and 94 and 82 percent on Rotten Tomatoes for the first three. But going back and watching it, I know you recently watched it like to today's standards. Was it like anything exceptional? I mean, some of the scenes were cool. The fight scenes are nothing compared to what they are today obviously well yeah but in terms of the movie itself the movie itself it's a good movie it still holds up as good movie okay it's not a bad movie for the original three it's not incredible yeah it's not fucking breathtaking holy shit what did i just watch is it better than i don't know civil war no i don't think it is as just from a pure enjoyment standpoint yeah and i think the thing with star wars is you have to walk the tightrope where do you try to make critically acclaimed movies that the critics are going to love? Or do you make these absurd action packs, you know, lightsaber battle? I feel like they're screwed either way. And that, yeah, they absolutely are. It's like if they make the critic ones, like, okay, so the last one did really good critically, didn't it? Like 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, number eight? Uh, Yeah, 91%. And then... But the hardcore fans hated it. Yeah. So then they appeal to the fans more, and it's like the critics hated it. And it's like, I think personally, maybe the best way to do it is just appeal to the fans because you're going to make money either way and you're not trying to win oscars with these things so but i feel like either way the fans are going to hate it just because it's disney you know what i mean yeah they hate disney star wars they don't like the direction they've gone with it I... which it is what it is i will say this trilogy was the most disconnected of yeah. the three trilogies as far as if you watch one two three or four five six or seven eight nine the ones that feel like three separate movies rather than a singular story this most recent one feels like three separate movies. Oh, yeah. And I 
that probably has to do with the Disney transition and the fact that they had two different directors. They were originally going to have three different directors, I think, was the original plan. I think so. And I know George Lucas wasn't involved with these three. And he was, you know, obviously with the first six. Yeah. Um, But I think, I, I don't know. The first three are really good. I mean, four, five, six. Yeah. The second three, Phantom Menace has terrible critic score and most of the fans hate it. Number two, 65%, not much better. Most of the fans hate it. Yeah. Episode three was my favorite fucking growing up. It's not a good movie, but it's exactly what you want from fucking Star Wars. It's absurd Star Wars lightsaber battles. Yeah. And badass scenes. And I think that is basically a benchmark they should shoot for at this point. Yeah. Because you're not going to do good if you make a critically acclaimed movie like the last one where the critics love it. Yeah. Fans probably aren't going to like it as much because that's not Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> You go too much the other way like you did with Skywalker, it feels forced. It doesn't feel like an enjoyable movie to watch. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. No, I agree I with don't you. know, but I think the thing with Star Wars is it is the world they created. It's yeah. the video games. It's the, for the hardcore fans, the fucking comic books. Well, it's the same thing with Harry Potter. Harry Potter isn't critically acclaimed, you know what I mean? But it's the world it's created. Yeah, it created, but I think those movies are better than... Oh, really? Like... The, I've never know. seen Harry Potter, so Harry Potter movies are good. Don't get me wrong, but it is the same thing. It is it's as big as More it is on the world because of the world they created. And Which, that that's got to play into it. But when you get into the ninth movie of a franchise, it plays into it a lot less than it did in the first two you made. Yeah, well, even I just think the standards are higher nowadays too. Because like I said, technology has caught up, so you can't just solely rely on technology like before where it's not that's not the only reason why the old star wars were loved but by the cat like the, the actual fan base that's why it was you know like riley's uncle who loved star wars he didn't love it because it was a critically acclaimed movie and it was nominated for an oscar he loved it because like you said the world it created now you have franchises like the avengers which they do tell good stories and that's why they're so successful is because they tell these good stories whereas you have the dceu you know they don't tell good stories so it's people don't like it yeah and that's really i mean as far as the technology standpoint We've seen a lot of that already. That's in every fucking movie. That isn't going to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you think of Endgame or Infinity War. They had a whole fucking fight on a fucking planet in outer space or the final scene in Endgame. That was all CGI. Yeah. No one talks about that. Yeah. Everyone talks about the stories and the characters. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We talked about that final fight scene. It was pretty badass. It was pretty badass. But I'm saying as far as like the setting. There was two uh, moments in this Star Wars, though, that reminded me of Endgame. Okay. There was the moment where she yielded both sabers, the red saber and the, or whatever she... <laughs> both blue yeah. sabers. And I was like, okay, Captain America. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, what was the other one? The other one's when all the spaceships show up. Oh, yeah, up the Avengers assemble literally scene. an on-your-left scene, and all of them show up like they did out of the portals yeah. in Endgame. <laughs> yeah, that one was very on the nose. <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, all hope is lost, and everyone shows up behind you to help. <laughs> yeah, that part, that was funny. Yeah, I, it's a decent movie. It is what it is. It's Star Wars. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to enjoy it. I don't think it's going to be your favorite, but yeah. I think you will enjoy watching it. And go into it wanting to enjoy it. How yeah, about don't that? go into it looking for shit to nitpick. Yeah. Just watch the movie. Have a good time. Because if you went into the first three with that attitude, you wouldn't have liked them as much as you do. That's How about that? Less true, but still true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty. So now to wrap it up, the last movie I might see in the, the decade. I might actually last movie I might see in the decade is probably gonna be Uncut Gems. Yep, probably gonna go see that. I'm with you there. But there were some great performances this decade, and unfortunately, some damn good ones. Adam Sandler's not gonna cut make the list with Uncut Gems because we're doing it today. I might have to retroactively add him. I mean, 
Who knows? We'll have to watch it. We'll have to see. But as of now, unfortunately, he will not be on the list. I have two AMC uh, like free tickets, and I was probably going to go see it there. So I'll just let you know when we're ever going to go see it. That's fine. Victoria has an AMC gift card she got. Oh, works out perfect. All right. Yeah, that does work out. You know our girlfriends are going to go see Little Women on the day after Christmas? Really? Yeah. Okay. I had zero. Victoria asked me to go, and I said I didn't want to. <laughs> me too. So I wasn't too mad about it. Do you, don't you work the day after Christmas? Yeah. That sucks. It's bullshit. And Christmas Eve, huh? Yeah. Unless it rains. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm going to get my one-eighth Native American blood, start doing a rain dance. <laughs> I'm like 132nd Native American. Hey, there you go. Or 164th or something. I don't know. <laughs> My grandpa's like barely enough to get something from the government. So I think I technically, if I knew what tribe, could. You should. Because 18th is like 12.5%. I think my grandpa's 18th. So That's a good amount. Make me 132nd. But I just did on 22 and, or 23 and me. They don't tell you? No. They just say Native American. They'll Let's say like create a YouTube tribe. series where we go to like all these different tribes and we try to find out which tribe you are somehow i feel like that could get dicey (laughs) and by going to different tribes i mean we just go to different casinos and play blackjack and whichever one you win the most at is your tribe i love it (laughs) (laughs) all right top 10 performances of the decade um i just went with my personal favorites some of these are critically acclaimed i did so if i liked the performance and it was critically acclaimed that obviously gave it more leeway for me but it was just performances i liked i think there's only one on here that you're not gonna you're gonna be like okay that shouldn't be on there. So you got a little feisty with me over my list and not being consistent last week. <laughs> this week, fuck fuck rules. I put them in order on how I feel in my heart. That's all you got to tell me. If you tell me that, I can't dispute it. I can't dispute your heart. I don't know what your heart feels like. I will like. agree some critically acclaimed movies did, did add a little bit. But that's only because I felt that should add in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think there there's going to be some on here that aren't on your list. I already know that, but... I, they're not like bad roles. It's not like picking the rock where you're going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like they're good roles. So I know you're not going to, you'll be like, all right, you like it. And they're good roles. So I'm not going to talk shit. How much we like them. Yes. That differs. My number 10 is the only one you might say is not on here. And it's actually the only one that has a female. Oh, I know I'm terrible. That's bad. And it's Jennifer Lawrence's Katniss Everdeen. Oh, okay. I just love the, the Hunger Games series, man. I don't think the last ones were as good as the be- the first ones. Were they? I don't know, but I loved them. That's all I know. And I, I know thought one, she did a phenomenal job. Which one's the one where it was like all the champions go back? So that's part two. That one was fucking good. And then the movie ends with like them breaking through the dome and like picking her up. That's how the book ends. That was a great fucking movie. And then that's probably split, my favorite one. They split number three into two movies, which was good because they had a lot of fucking meat on the bone in number three. So that was good that they did that because they pretty much covered everything. That was good. I just think I just remember two the most. I remember being like, holy shit. I remember not loving part three, number three, part one, just because like the first half of the book is kind of like the boring half. And mm-hmm. that was like the only thing that was in that fucking movie. So it was like, oh, but number two took the yeah. fuck off. I, yeah, I'm, I liked them all, but I like Jennifer Lawrence and I liked her as Katniss Everdeen. OK, I enjoyed it. Definitely didn't make my list. Um, maybe, maybe made my list. I'm not going to say <laughs> you just said <laughs> number 10 for me, Jason, the only <laughs> person to not physically appear on screen the entire time. Okay. Scarlett Johansson in the movie Her. Now. Never seen that movie. I watched this movie years ago. Thought it was great. Watched it again recently. Thought it was still great. Isn't she just an iPhone? So the movie Her has Joaquin Phoenix and he falls in love with the 
basically an operating system. So it's his iPhone. He puts in like basically fucking AirPods, talks to her on the AirPods on his computer. He talks to her. AirPods weren't around back then though. Yeah, but it's essentially just headphones. He puts in like AirPods. Okay. She plays an artificial intelligence, but it's an operating system for, you know, to control all your shit. Yeah. But it learns, it evolves and it learns throughout the things. It learns the person they're working for. And so at the beginning of the movie, she comes on and it's very robotic. Mm-hmm. It's very much an operating system and well, I'm learning things and I just downloaded this. And as the movie progresses, he builds a relationship with this chick in his phone because it is, it feels like a person and you're watching the movie and you're like, this is a person. Yeah. Like he's talking to her and you're like, yeah, this is a normal thing. And then other people come up and approach him about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm dating my operating system. They're like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then they find out other people around the world are doing the same thing too. It's not as uncommon because they, you know, get to this point. Yeah. And then essentially they grow to become too intelligent and leave. And that's how she breaks up with him. <laughs> and it fucks him up. And it is a fantastic performance. Thanks for ruining it for me. I mean, it's fucking old. I don't care at this point. We're doing a decades <laughs> list. It was earlier in the decade. It's it's a great fucking performance. How does an operating system break up with him? She just like uninstalls herself? Yeah, I think so. It's pretty much like killing yourself. Or they they leave or I don't fucking remember exactly. Huh. Yeah. It's very good. And it's performance where she turns this artificial intelligent into a person you believe is a person until another person in the movie points out like, dude, that's fucking weird. That's your phone. Okay. Never seen it. Great performance. You should watch it. Well, you spoiled it. So now I'm not going to. Well, whatever. Don't even feel bad. My number nine is an actor that I've taken a personal affinity towards this decade, Ty. Okay. He was in Dumbo. Okay. A terrible movie. <laughs> He was also in a movie that he was nominated for an Oscar for. I don't know if he won or not. Didn't see that one. But most importantly... Oh, Birdman was the movie he was in. I heard that's fantastic. Should have won an Oscar for that. He's played Beetlejuice. He's not played, this decade. He's played Batman. Not this decade. But most importantly, he played the Vulture. That's his name, right? The Vulture? Yes. In Spider-Man Homecoming. Michael Keaton, the Vulture. That, it's that it's the roles that made me fall in love with Michael Keaton. He did so good in it. In that role... I enjoy very much. Thank you. Because he starts out as a villain. That's this terrifying fucking bird creature thing. Yeah. And he takes the mask off and he's an asshole, but he's in charge of people, but he's an asshole. Yeah. And you figure out he's doing it because he had a job and superheroes kind of fucked him over. Yeah. And then you go throughout the movie and then you find out, oh, it's also the superhero who's in high school who's still a kid. That's the chick he's trying to date's dad. Yeah. Which is one of the most awkward fucking dynamics there can be. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then just that car scene of going to homecoming yeah. where he's sitting there talking to him and he's all cool while the daughter's in the car and he's like, oh, I just want to talk to him real quick. It's like, you touch my daughter, I'll fucking kill you, basically. Yeah. It is a great fucking performance. Well, no, I don't even think he said I'll touch... I think he said if you, like, get in my way, I'll kill you. Like, I want my daughter to be happy, yeah, don't yeah. get in my way or something like that. Yeah. It's good. good performance. Great Good performance. multi... Uh, like a dual dual thing going on there i don't know i can't think of words to say right now but i love michael keaton in it i love that he was a relatable villain and he was a good villain he did a lot with a with a a villain that is not widely known no the vulture spider-man franchise kind of lame like a bird dude (laughs) and they made him badass and a really good complex villain in the mcu which prior to that had some issues with their villains but he was kind of the new wave for the mcu where they have these multifaceted villains Mm mm-hmm I appreciated it. Me too. That's why it's number nine on my list. Number nine on my list, Jason. This man, 
He had to do a little working out to get this role. Okay. Had to get in shape. This movie had no okay. reason to succeed. Baywatch. It was weird. It was different. It had a talking tree in it. Grew. And the star of this movie is the reason this movie took off, and that's Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't you give me crap for him being on my top ten list? Yep. And now you're saying he's a top ten performance? Yeah. I don't All like right. the Jurassic World movies. All right. Continue. Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's no reason the Guardians of the Galaxy should have worked whatsoever. But he went from being the shlubby, shlubby office assistant. The shlubby? Shlubby office assistant. I thought you meant to say just chubby and you nope. fucked shlubby. up. Shlubby. <laughs> okay. Office assistant in that other show that isn't The Office. Okay. To being a fucking MCU star. Yes, he, he did. He was charming. He was hilarious. I know. Did some action scenes. Sounds like a top 10 actor of the decade to me. Sounds like a top 10 performance. <laughs> I'm going to need some other good performances for you to make the top 10. What? Which Guardians? Guardians Do you one. like him more? Okay. And then Guardians 1's where we got introduced to him, and it shouldn't have worked, and then it did. Guardians 2, I enjoy very, very, very much. Mm-hmm, and it, as well. it literally a coin toss for me. But I think the fact that he, we were introduced to his character... I think 2, with that character, was set in place. Already established, yes. Yeah. But I think the work he did in 1, fantastic. I like it. Number 9 performance of the decade. I like it. Um, uh, Number 8, Jason. My number 8 is actually my... I'm going to spoil it. It's my last MCU. Oh, Okay. One through seven is not MCU. And maybe I could flip seven and eight now that I'm looking at it. Don't care. I don't think this one's on your list. And I think this one has more to do with the writing of the character more than what the person did itself. But I just loved the character so much that I put him on there. It's Josh Brolin as Thanos. Okay. In Infinity War. I considered putting him on my list. So he's not on your list. Well, I considered doing it. And I may have considered it and been like, yeah. Like you said, there was a run of great villains. Um, the first two, Michael Keaton as a vulture, and then Michael B. Jordan as, um, what's his name? Killmonger. Killmonger, thank you. And then Cherry on top was Thanos, and especially Infinity War. Again, it was an understanding guy, and if you really look at what he was trying to accomplish and his logic behind it, he made sense. You know, like, partially. Kind of, yeah. Huge lapse in judgment of doubling resources rather than cutting people <laughs> in That's half. a good point. That's a good point. Why didn't he just snap and double all the resources? Great, I... I the world will never know. How do we never talk about that with Avengers? I, it's, it's one of those things that Star Wars, man, this is, it's a comic book movie, man. What? How do we never think about that? It was brought up all May, over oh, the internet. Maybe because there's finite space. So that you can't just physically double resources. You can't double the oxygen because there's only a finite amount of space. I took a biology class, Jason. Humans are way over our living capacity for this planet. Exactly. So cut out half of them. Kind of freaks me out. So cut out half of them. Yeah. Anyways. I thought he did a very good job, and we've talked about it before, and we'll talk about it in our top 10 movies of the decade list, probably. Um, in reflection, Infinity War was probably the better overall movie, whereas Endgame was like the just the badass, you know. They're both badass, but Endgame had that final scene, whatever. Um, and a lot of it was because of Thanos. It was Thanos' movie. Number, Infinity Easily. War was Thanos' movie. Easily was. It was Thanos colon Infinity War. My issue, my, my issue with it was the CGI and it not being... Like I said, yeah, it was more the character writing and whatnot than what Brolin did himself. But... So it was harder for me to judge Brolin's performance because of that. Maybe that's unfair to him. Maybe it's harder to do all that shit in a mocap suit. Yeah. Fucking fantastic role, though. Fantastic writing for that role, at least. And good execution on the verbal part of it. Yeah. Um, he still had to do the fight scenes and stuff. Did he? In the mocap suit and everything? Well, I, he has stunt doubles, obviously, but like all the like 
yeah, he was still walking around. And like, if you look at the back behind the scenes stuff, you know what I mean? That was, it was hard for me doing that. Cause I know it's a team of people who created Thanos yeah. and not just Josh Brolin. Yeah. But fantastic performance. I love it. Infinity War is definitely the better of the two. Mm-hmm. But that was number eight on your list. Yes, sir. It's respectable. Number eight on my list, Jason. Okay. The rest of them I know you won't have an issue with, so I'm glad we got those out of the way. <laughs> Number eight on my list, Jason. Jennifer Lawrence and Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. I thought now, you were going to say Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> it was not Katniss Everdeen. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook, though, I believe she won an Oscar for. It was at least Didn't nominated. Did she win two? She was at least nominated for it. Okay. I'll go some research while you talk about it. Um, Silver Linings Playbook, she plays a woman who was married to a cop and the cop died. And she kind of went off the deep end. It was a little crazy, but has this good romantic story with Bradley Cooper, who is also a little batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just works so well. The The romantic scenes yes, work. She won the Academy Award. She did win it? Yes. That's what I thought. It, it just works so fucking well. And she's batshit crazy, but also very relatable and understanding. And it's a great movie, and it's a great role for her. And she just knocks it out of the park. And I love this fucking movie. She definitely should have been higher on our our, dec- our actors of the decades list and actresses, probably. Well, I had her number five, but... I, I probably should have put her higher. I mean, she won a Best uh, Leading Actor and then Actress and then Best Supporting Actress for American Hustle. Pretty fucking good. I haven't seen American Hustle. Which I watched about her. five minutes of it yesterday. I will say... My just... one takeaway was, wow, Jeremy Renner's hair looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> just so we know, going forward, I chose one person... If you're on this list, you're only on the list once. Oh, yeah. I don't have any dupes. If a movie's on this list, a movie's only on the list once. So there's movies oh. with multiple good performances. That's fine if you didn't, but that's how I chose it. I have one movie that has um, two people. That's fine. And you'll probably be able to tell right now. Okay. With my number seven. <laughs> Let's hear it. So I, I really wanted this person on the list. And I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to put him on the list twice, like you said. I didn't want to have the same person on the list twice. So I kind of picked between his two performances that were nominated. And it was um, Jonah Hill. Oh, the sleeper pick that we had from last week. Number two actor of the decade. And I went with The Wolf of Wall Street Mm. over Moneyball. Okay. Um, Just a great role. I really like The Wolf of Wall Street. We'll talk about it next week when we talk about our movies of the decade. (laughs) Probably will. (laughs) Um, But I think he did just fantastic chemistry with Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort. Yeah. And he just killed it. I really liked it. And he's right there with you through the entire story. He's the first guy that works with Jordan Belfort. Mm-hmm. And he goes with him through the entire story, and he gets fucked up on the Lupid's drugs with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. And he's fan- so. he fucking knocks it out of the park. Donnie Azoff is his name. I couldn't remember his name. Donnie. right now. Yeah. Um, he fucking kills it. And it's a really it was a weird role to see him in. Because yeah. even in Moneyball, you're like, oh, that's Jonah Hill. Yeah. But like in this, he is, he's fucking different. Yeah. And it's great. He's different in all his roles, man. He really is. Yeah, he recently. I appreciate Jonah Hill. I, I appreciate him more than you. He's my second best actor of the decade. <laughs> this movie did not do that great, like, IMDb critically either. Wolf it of Wall won Street? a fucking Oscar, didn't it? Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. I don't know. I know it was at least nominated. Maybe. It's a Scorsese movie. You'd it only think has be fucking 79% great. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. Probably because, you know why? Without even, underrated. Without even reading the ratings, it's probably because how, like, brash it is. Maybe, or I could see them saying it glorifies a criminal. Yeah. I don't see care. that being a big complaint of it, but I fucking I love the movie. I don't care. We're at number seven on my list, Jason. Oh, I forgot Matthew McConaughey's in that movie, all too. All right, all right, all right. I mean, very, very little. <laughs> I know, but still, that's why. That's why you forget that he's in it. It is. 
It's got a good scene in it too, though. Yeah. Number seven. Number seven on my list, Jason. I said, even if they're in a role for multiple movies, I have to choose one movie. Yeah, I didn't narrow that down, but it's all right. I had to choose one movie. This man was number five on my decades actors list. Oh, God. All right. Captain America. Chris Evans. Yes. In The Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. Which is criminally underrated MCU movie. Fun fact, Ty. That's like the one MCU movie I haven't seen. That is fucking outrageous. That's that's uh, yeah. That's the only one because I think I recently rewatched or watched the first Captain America. But yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen. So it's uh, I mean, you have the first Captain America movie, where it's in World War Two, where yeah. he grows up and then he goes under the ice, comes out for Avengers, mm-hmm. which he's kind of getting used to the world. But the Avengers is a team up movie, so yeah. you don't get a lot of personal moments with him. This is the first one where we see that fish out of water where he's everyone he knows is dead and he goes and visits the girl he loves, but she's old and dying and on her deathbed mm-hmm. and he's trying to make it and he's trying to talk to a girl, but he feels awkward. Isn't it her niece? Yeah. That's what it yeah. ends up being, but it's awkward. And the story on this and the dynamic between him and his old best friend, Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes, the Warner yeah. soldier and the dynamic between him and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking fantastic movie. It's a great movie. It's a great, like, spy thriller. And he fucking knocks it out of the park. And I think this is the best Captain America performance out of any of the movies. Okay. Well, yeah, it's the most that's his movie. And that's that was my thing. I think he's great in Infinity War. One he's is great a, in Endgame. Yeah. Well, one's an origin story. Three is a team-up movie. And then the rest of them are all team-up movies. Yeah. So and so like I think this movie. is his movie to stand out and shine. And he does great in Endgame. He does great in Infinity War. But I think this is his performance. And I'm, I feel like you like Captain America more than I do. And that's probably because I haven't seen Winter Soldier. Probably. But I'm going to be honest. Out of the original four, I think Cap's my fourth favorite. Mm-mm. I don't dislike him. Mm-mm. I'm just saying personally. Mm-mm. He's my fourth favorite. Just Between because who? The original four. Thor, Iron Man, There's Hulk. Hawkeye, Black and, Widow. Okay, not them. The big four. <laughs> <laughs> They're the so six like, men. you like Hulk more? Uh, but that's because I love Hulk as a kid. And watching he had Hulk, one garbage solo movie. Yeah, he did. But watching Hulk smash, I just loved it. And again, but he probably, doesn't even do that anymore. I know. I'm just That's talking, what upsets me. I'm, okay, but I'm just saying, it's probably because I haven't seen the Winter Soldier. Maybe it just upsets me that Hulk doesn't smash anymore. <laughs> he was great in Ragnarok, and they just shit all over it in Infinity War. I mean, Endgame. Yeah, that was stupid. And Infinity War. He doesn't yeah. show up Infinity War. They shit all over it. I don't know why they did that. Still, what am I? Again, in like going back, hindsight's twenty twenty. Least favorite decision they made on those movies. Yeah. Easily. I understand wanting to save them, but if they were going to have only Bruce Banner in Infinity War, they should have just fucking, even if they did Professor Hulk, they still should have fucking. Should have gone all out. Give us the last little bit of Hulk. <sighs> You're making me mad, Ty. Hulk was my favorite as a kid. Hulk and Spider-Man were I'm my sorry, favorites. Jason. We're on number six on your list, though. Let's just move past this. Number six is the most recent movie that came out, and it might be a little bit recency bias. Okay. I will admit, I think this person should get an Oscar nomination, but I don't think he will because I feel like there's like a really big like pool of best It's a actors. lot this year, it feels like. Uh, it's a movie. I don't know if you're ever going to see it. Hold on. I got to look up. There's two movies with very similar names, and I have to look up to see if this is the right one. Okay, it is. It is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. In A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I can be honest with you. I have zero interest to see this. I'm not a Tom Hanks guy. I don't like Forrest Gump. I'm not a huge Tom Hanks guy either, but so this has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just, just before you get to that, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a movie of Tom Hanks I like besides Toy Story. 
have you ever seen Castaway? That's a good movie. No. Oh, that's a good movie. You should watch it. It's kind of slow though. That's okay. I'm just like just thinking of it. I don't think I've seen a Tom Hanks movie I like. Just because I haven't seen a lot. I just don't watch Tom Hanks movies. Really? There, no, there's so- Have you ever seen Soli? No, me neither. Um <laughs> Cast Away, Saving Private Ryan? Nope. Okay, so I heard Saving Private Ryan, you know how that's like it gives people war flashbacks. Riley was watching it like a few weeks ago and I was just watching the opening fight scene which is known as like the scene that gives people war flashbacks and by god was it just gnarly man i was like i could see why people get flashbacks from this really yeah um castaway i liked castaway i really like castaway forrest gump we've both said is overrated i still think tom hanks is decent in it like i don't i just think it's an overrated movie um yeah, i'm going through this literally polar express i like polar express <laughs> i think live action tom hanks just ain't my thing um well you should watch this then okay you should definitely watch this i probably won't but i'll say okay what tyler when it comes zero out zero interest when it comes out in on like Redbox, just go rent it for two dollars dude okay seriously it's a good movie anyways tom hanks performance in it it was great man it was in the movie like i legitimately like thought that tom hanks was mr rogers like after the movie too like i was just thinking about it and it's like like it just felt weird like it felt like tom hanks was mr rogers he did such a good portrayal of it just though it was a really intimate movie between him and like the journalist. Cause it's not just about Mr. Rogers. It's about Mr. Yeah. Rogers, like relationship with his journalist, really intimate movie. And he just killed it. He didn't feel like Tom Hanks. He felt like Mr. Rogers. And you'd watched the documentary yeah. here recently too. So you the watched one that came all out that last year with yeah. the actual Mr. Rogers and then watch Tom Hanks portrayal yeah. of it. He amazing. It's good and stuff. it's cause a lot of it isn't, there is some of it that's like him on set, like on the Mr. Rogers show. A lot of it's not that, though. A lot of it's, like, offset stuff where he's, like, more you know, talking to the guy. And he just – he did a great job. And I really appreciated it. And he was, what, number six on my list, I think that was? Yeah. I'm trying to see if he got nominated uh, for a Golden Globe because they obviously haven't done – Yeah, the Oscars haven't been announced yet. I don't know. So the five people are um, Christian Bale and Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. I'm Christian Bale looks weird with a goatee. Have you seen him with a goatee? Yeah. Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Adam Driver in Marriage Story. <laughs> no comment. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. And Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Two Popes, comma, the? I don't know. Okay. What's your number six? My number six, Jason. We're going back to the feminine side. Okay. Won a best Oscar or best actress performance for this at the Oscars. Okay. It is. I don't watch a lot of these type of movies. The few I have, I fucking love them. All right. And this was one where I had to choose between two people, and I chose the female lead in it, and that's Emma Stone in La La Land. Okay. I had a feeling uh, you would have Emma Stone in here, because I know how much you said you like La 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 Land. La La Land. (laughs) It was either her or Ryan Gosling, because I love both of them in that movie. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't watch musicals. I, I'm a, I'm a musical guy myself. Maybe I should watch La La Land. You really should. It's a great movie. It's, it's, it's sad. It's got a sad ending, but it's good. <laughs> I think Victoria like was saying she didn't enjoyable. like it. She hates it. I've tried <laughs> making her watch it and it's one of my favorite movies and she hates it. It's so weird. Cause that type of movie is the type of movie the girl would really like. And yeah. the guy would really hate. That's like her loving an action movie. And you just be like, Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, again, like the greatest showman. I love that movie. Uh, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't usually watch musicals. Oh, God. It's one of the few ones I've seen. Maybe you like musicals, Tyler. Maybe that's what we're coming across. It's the only like two I can think of. You and Victoria should go see an actual musical. 
I really think you would enjoy it. I might. You would really enjoy Hamilton. It's just very fucking expensive. Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna spend that much for a musical. I'll buy you, you and no, Victoria you. Hamilton tickets. There's much other. Th- I'd rather watch a baseball game. <laughs> um, Emma Stone in this though, it's a fantastic role of she. It, it really confuses me in movies when someone's an aspiring actress, <laughs> but like you're really good. No, like she won an Oscar for being a girl trying to become an actress. Yeah, that hurts my brain. She's such a good actor. <laughs> she acted like she was a bad actor, <laughs> and the music is so good in it, and just. Everything about that movie I love. Well, Emma Stone won an Oscar for it. Absolutely deserved it. Number six on my list. Um, I will say, before I go to my number five, Tom Hanks is a Golden Globe nominee for Best Supporting Actor. I guess he's not considered billed as the top guy. I guess the journalist is. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. The journalist is in it more. He is the main. It's told kind yeah. of through his yeah. point of view. So, okay. that makes sense. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got nominated for an Oscar as well. That might help him when it comes to oscars yeah if he's not um, a supporting yeah that was my number six my number five ty this one i know is not on your list okay well actually it might be i don't know this is a movie i recently watched a few weeks ago i loved it when it first came out i loved it again when i rewatched it i got a personal connection to it you know it's chadwick boseman as jackie robinson Mm. breaking barriers with my beloved brooklyn dodgers i didn't even think of that movie I re- I loved it when it came out. It was already on my consideration for top 10 movies of the decade when we first talked about it. Watched it again with Riley. It was one of those nights where I had her write and it was like 10 o'clock and she put it on just in the living room to watch it. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch it for a second. Watch the whole movie. Sat down and did. I was like, shit. I glad- still have to write. I'm glad you brought that up because I completely just forgot about this movie. And he it's did. fantastic. He and did he a great job. Great. And that was like, I know he had roles before that, but I feel like that was his first like really big role kind of put him on the scene but he just he i don't know what jackie robinson was like i was not allowed alive during the time jackie robinson was alive but he seemed like jackie robinson he felt like jackie robinson watching that it's just, just great emotional performance just yeah and i, I mean and there was the one scene where he's up to bat and like the cardinals coach keeps calling him like racist things you know i'm not gonna repeat him here and like he's egging him on and then he goes into the tunnel and he's like smashing the bat and he's all emotional and then the dodgers owner comes down and like talks to him about it it's just an emotional scene i think i teared up a little bit this is a great movie. Yeah, you feel the struggle through his performance. Yeah. It was incredible. That was a good pick. Harrison Ford also did great in that movie as well. I liked Harrison Ford in it as well. That was a good, that was a good role for him. It was funny. Riley was like, that guy looks a lot like Harrison Ford. And she looked it up. She's like, it is Harrison Ford. I was like, I wouldn't have known, right? That's funny. That's a good pick. I didn't think of it, but that's a good pick. We're on my number five, Jason. Yes. This man. And he's, he is the movie star of the decade. Bradley Cooper, okay. I said movie star, not actor. Oh, oh, okay. He is, you think of this decade, you think of one man, which is kind of funny, because when he became this character, it was in 2008. Robert Downey Jr. Oh. In Captain America Civil War. Okay. Iron Man is the face of this fucking decade for movies. There's zero doubt in my mind about that. He is the most iconic character of this decade. Yeah. He has gone through all the Avengers movies, all of that. Robert Downey Jr. has become fucking Iron Man. He probably should have been on my list, but he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I think his performance in Captain America Civil War is the best of this decade. I mean, again, I'm not going to add in the Avenger movies. Why? You don't get enough time with them compared to... Uh, Endgame, kind of. Endgame was the... It was second for me. Iron Man 1, 2008. 2 and 3 aren't that great. Oh, jeez. 
I mean, he's good in them, but the movies aren't themselves that great. Yeah. I think Captain America is the perfect mix of it's a team-up movie. There's a lot of things going on, but, but he it's gets... focused around him and Captain It's very America. much, yeah, focused around him and Captain America. He gets a very large chunk of the screen time for it being Captain America's movie. Yep. Um, And just the conflict... It literally is a fucking conflict inside him where he's Captain America's friend and he wants what's best for his other teammates and he's willing to do what he's got to do. And then he finds out that one of his best friends lied to him. Yeah. And he's forced to fucking try and murder him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's heartbreaking. And there's that scene where they use the barf technology for the first time and you see a young, young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, talking to his dad. parents. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great performance. It's emotional and it's the best Iron Man that we have had on screen. Okay. I fucking love it. I probably should have included him, but I didn't. Notice he was he's got a higher performance than Chris Evans. Chris Evans better <laughs> actor of the decade. You know what? It's fine, Ty. I'm not going <laughs> to criticize you because I, just... I put him number seven and I didn't include him on this, but I never really loved Robert Downey Jr. I just put him on the list. Well, I don't dislike him, but... I just I... love how you put him on your best... Like, literally his only role is Iron Man, but he doesn't get a performance nod for Iron Cause, Man. Okay, because I, I appreciated the role, but personally... Iron Man isn't someone I write home about. Just personally. So who is your favorite? Is just Hulk is your favorite? I kind of like Thor now, too. Korg? Thor's pretty good after Infinity War. Korg? I mean, Ragnarok. Jason, who's number four on your list? You know who my favorite is, honestly? Who? I fucking love Doctor Strange, man. I don't know why. Spider-Man, obviously, but he's not like one of the original. And neither is Doctor Strange, but... <laughs> Doctor Strange only got one movie. He's got less movies than Spider-Man. I fucking love Doctor Strange, dude. He's good. When I was talking to Riley, I was like, should I put Benedict Cumberbatch for Doctor Strange? I was like, nah, nah, it's not top 10. But I, I don't know why. I really like the Doctor Strange movie, and I really like him in all the movies. Yeah, I'm hoping number two is good, but number two is not the type of movie you're going to like. I know, it's scary. That's why I was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number four, Ty, is another movie I know that's not going to be on your list. Okay. Um, I believe this movie was nominated for Best Picture. I don't think it won. I don't know if the leading actor was nominated. Let's see. Let's go. It won an award at the Golden Globes for Best Actor. Okay, so he won a Golden Globe for this. Okay. Um, Not an Oscar, but a Golden Globe. He won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. This was not a comedy or a musical. (laughs) I think it's just any of those. He was nominated for several awards, including Academy Award for Best Actor. Okay. And it received seven nominations at the 88 Academy Award, including Best Picture. Okay. It's The Martian. Matt Damon. I really like this movie. I went into this movie. Okay, the way you're shaking your head makes me think that you might have it on your list. <laughs> I was really excited for this movie going into it. Me and Rye went and saw it like the first night. I thought Matt Damon, he's literally like the only guy in this movie. Obviously, there's other people like on Earth, you know. Uh, what's his name? Childish Gambino's in it. There's the other. Uh, Sebastian Stan's in this? Sebastian Stan's in this. Didn't know this. He's one of the other astronauts who leaves him on on Mars. It's one of those things, and the first time I watched it, because I didn't watch Winter Soldier, I didn't even realize. Yeah, there's the other astronauts, and there are other characters, but it's, you know, 90% Matt Damon, and he's by himself. He's not interacting with anyone, and he just does a stellar job. And what I also like how they kept it scientifically accurate, is what I read. I don't know astrophysics. I don't know shit about Mars, but from what I read about scientists, there was only, like, one unrealistic thing. I think it is by far the most realistic movie in outer space that has ever been made. Yeah. Like, Ever. Oh, and then the scene when they're trying to like slingshot him back to the the ship or whatever, and then he's like, "You think he dies?" And I I cried, I cried. I was like, "Fucking Matt Damon, he just wants to go home, man." I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. It's not on my list. Oh, the way you shook your head made me think it was. It's probably eleven. 
Oh, okay. I love this movie. I think I love the movie more than I love the performance. Yeah. I see that. Um, Because I think there is some moments where it could have gotten a lot more emotional than it did. Yeah. I think he's having fun on his own, but I think they could have... There could have been scenes where he's fucking alone yeah. on his own planet, depressed. Like, yeah. And I think they could have done, he could have done more and they could have had that character do more. As far as the movie, though, I fucking love this movie. I'm glad you like this movie. Too. That's love a great this movie, movie. too, Ty. And again, with the scientific shit, just watching it and you're like, we could actually do that. And then, like, <laughs> the random, like, hey, that's a smart guy thing where he uses, like, the different system to communicate. Yeah. Like, the numbers or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm a space pirate. <laughs> that shit's funny yeah it was good I, it's a great movie and I, I appreciate that pick thanks Ty what number are we on I'm fucking lost that was my number four my number four Jason I know is not on your list probably not switching up a little bit mostly because I don't think you've seen this movie probably not you may have I don't know he uh he was recently in a garbage movie okay how recently this year it was the very shitty end to a franchise. Very shitty end to a franchise. Continue. James McAvoy in Split. Oh. He's in a terrible X-Men movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about the third one. No, the third that one. was a terrible end to the franchise. Third one was okay. <laughs> James McAvoy in the movie Split. Oh, that's right. The Dark Phoenix. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's, I, was, I was so excited to see it. Then I saw the reviews and I was like, nope, <laughs> not wasting my you money. You didn't even see it? No, I I was going to. I had all intentions and you told me it was terrible and all the reviews. I was like, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, it, it was a movie. It looked really good, too. On it the looked previews. really cool and it just wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, but James McAvoy and Split, you haven't seen this movie, right? No, I've seen parts of it. It is creepy and terrifying and he is this mentally ill person who abducts these girls Mm -hmm. and he fucking basically traps them in a house but he has multiple personality disorder yeah where sometimes he walks in and he's like this british woman and sometimes he walks in he's this 12 year old boy isn't there a monster well that's the last one but that one isn't really a performance more just cgi running action scene type thing oh okay but like the actual characters he plays yeah he plays fucking how many does he have like 12 at least yeah and each one, you're watching the movie, it's a different character each time he comes into the room. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, there's one thing that he fucking dominates and this character is so amazing. It's the fact that he can do all these different voices, all these different accents, all these different just characters. It's literally 12 different characters in one fucking movie, dude. I like it. And each one it comes in and it feels like a different character. You're not like, oh, that's the same guy. Like the yeah. little boy, when he's the little boy, it's like, oh, that's a weird, funny little boy. <laughs> when he's dressed up as a woman and comes in like, oh, that's that's a woman. Like, yeah, it, it's the movie itself is pretty good. It's not incredible, but it's a good movie. The performance it's carried is, by him. though. It's mind boggling. He didn't get more love for that performance. I think that's his second best performance of the decade, though. Oh. Behind Sherlock Gnomes. Nope. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't have him on my list. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but I didn't know he was in It Chapter Two. Did you know that? Yeah, he's one of the grown-up kids. Never saw that. Me neither. I don't like scary movies. Um, Jason Warner. I like that top three. I like that pick a lot. Thank was you, he Jay. not? Was he nominated for that movie? Let's I, see. I don't think he was, which is insane to me. Oh shit! God damn it! Sorry for cussing and using the Lord's name in vain. I apologize. <laughs> uh, that movie came out in 2018, 2017. Uh, something Split. like that. He got not nothing for. Um, like big awards, MTV Movie Awards. He oh. won Best Male Actor at the San Diego Film Critics Society. Thank you, San Diego Male Critics Society. <laughs> and the um, Seattle Films Critics Society and the ALOS Awards. Okay. 
wow, he was actually nominated for <laughs> at the Teen Choice Awards for Dark Phoenix. Oh, anyways, boy. my number three. Don't listen to teenagers. My number three, Ty. Top three of the decade. Again, a movie I personally love. It's a movie that gets critically it, it gets love critically acclaimed, but it's not one of those that's like La La Land where it's like super critically acclaimed. But it's a good movie critically acclaimed, mixed with a role I really loved, mixed with just a subject I really love. It's baseball. It's another baseball movie. Who would have thought two baseball movies on the same role? It's Brad Pitt as oh. Billy Bean. I remember I've seen this movie. Okay, you know I don't rewatch movies. I've probably seen this movie like six times. Really? Yes. And for a movie that's not the fastest in the world and isn't really much baseball, it's more like behind the scenes stuff. Like, that's surprising for me. Um, but I just really like Brad Pitt as Billy Bean. He has, you know, the relationship with his daughter where he's like, whatever. And then I just, after watching this movie, I found myself researching Billy Bean the first time when it came out in like 2012, whatever year it was. I really like Brad Pitt as Billy Bean in this movie. I need to rewatch that movie. I have not seen it in forever. So it, I feel like if you rewatch it, it's going to be a candidate for your top 10 of the decade. It didn't make my list because I haven't seen it in forever. But you talking about it is making me remember things. Like, I forgot the entire plot line of him and his daughter. Yeah. Where it's like he's battling between, like, work and his daughter or whatever. And then he has the whole superstition where he doesn't watch the games. And there's the one game he does watch and the other team starts coming back. And then, like, he gets all the fuck out. mad at himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to watch that movie. Because I remember really liking it. I just haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. Maybe not six times. I think at least five times, though. That still isn't that much. Like, if I say... For I've me. Seen, that's what I'm saying. But, like, if I say I've seen a movie a lot... Like, I've seen Infinity War at least 50 times, I feel like. I've seen that movie twice. I'm just bored and I throw it on. I, I don't rewatch movies. I don't watch a lot of stuff. Um, Moneyball won 19 awards. That was a great movie. Yeah. I know he got nominated for it. I don't think he won. He won... And then I think Jonah Hill also got nominated. Yeah, the Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Best Actor, nominated for Best Supporting Actor, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, nominated for Best Sound Mixing, nominated for Best Film Editing. Didn't win any of them. But still. I think he won a Golden Globe. It's an nope. honor to be nominated. Well, yeah, to be nominated that much. But yeah, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. This was the other role Jonah Hill was um, in consideration for. But I just love Moneyball and I love Brad Pitt in it. Okay. Now, the issue with me was I haven't seen that movie in quite a while. That's fine. Call this one recency biased. Call it whatever the fuck you want. This is your number three? It's my number three. It's a category of movie that I love. It's a performance that I love. Okay. It's Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. I'm just going to say it now because it's my next one. It's number two. Okay. I fucking, I'm like, call it recency biased. Call it whatever the fuck you want. I loved this performance from him. It was only number three on your list. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. It was basically That's tied. It was basically tied for two. Okay. But I like the other one a little bit more. That's surprising to me. That's really surprising to me. But I'll be honest. Continue. It was one, and then it dropped down two spots. The more I thought about it. Okay. Just because some of the stuff, I don't. Some of it wasn't him. Some of it was the cinematography yeah. and shit that added on to it. But I think his performance is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was dark. It was twisted. It was someone who was mentally ill. It was that terrifyingly painful laugh that movie was literally like almost unenjoyable at in some degrees Very because much. of that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm telling you it was like the first movie i've ever gone to and sat down and felt uncomfortable in the theater yeah like i was like i i feel uncomfortable but in the fucking perfect way yeah to where it's exactly what they wanted me to feel yeah we said it when we reviewed the movie that's a character-driven movie and that was the reason it was so good 
You put the wrong person in that role, that movie sucks. Oh, that's literally the entire movie relies on him. And it, yeah, again, it's not a... It's Joker, but it's not really a Joker movie, so... It's not. It's a mentally ill dude. So you need a really good performance out of someone to... And I, I, I liked it. It was my number two. I respect it. Um, again, it was one... Uh, these top three for me, I love all three of these roles, and I've seen them multiple times now. And they're... Well, I actually have only seen Joker once. So yeah. whatever. The other two I've seen multiple times. watching it, you'll maybe be able to pick out some things some more or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. But that's my number three. We just did your number two, so we're on to my number two. Yep. My number two, Jason, this man he had himself quite a decade. Okay. Someone say the best actor of the decade. Okay, so that's Bradley Cooper, and it's um, that one movie you love. Which one? Silver Linings Playbook or Star is Born? Jay? Star is Born. It's absolutely Because you Star already did born. Silver's Linings Playbook. You said you had a rule. <laughs> yep. And the, that was exactly the rule. Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Never seen it. He is a drug addict. <laughs> Still. He's a musician. Oh, really? He's a drug addict? He's very much a drug addict. Wow. He's a musician who is losing his hearing, so he's not going to be able to be a musician anymore. That sucks. Uh, have you ever heard of Beethoven? <laughs> <laughs> who has a dead dad who's an alcoholic fights with his brother very dramatic shit then meets this girl who's incredible who he falls in love with but then don't spoil it for jason me. jason get this don't spoil it for get me. get this what a star is born <laughs> jesus christ and it's just the role of his starting off like literally he starts at the top of the world at the beginning of the movie and it goes up maybe maybe a little bit and it's just all downhill from there for him it takes a shit show and just the hurt, fucked up person he plays. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. You need to watch it. Did he win an Oscar for that or was he nominated? I, I know he was nominated. He but. was nominated for director and best actor. Oh, that's right. He directed it. Bradley Cooper, man. I love Bradley Cooper. He's amazing. And this is my favorite role of his. How old do you think Bradley Cooper is? He's in his 30s. Oh, I thought he was older than that. He's 44. Really? I thought he was in like his 50s. Oh, no way. I thought he was like 37, 38. 44 seems a bit old. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. I thought he was like in his 30s for Hangover. See, I would think like 28 to 30 for Hangover. Well, no. If he was in his 30s for Hangover, then maybe I'm right. I don't know. But yeah, I've heard it's a great movie. Haven't seen it. You need to watch it. It's fantastic. And again, I've seen it multiple times now. I think my dad loves it because I know he's on like a weird... Well, he was. He was on like a weird Lady Gaga kick. She's really good in this movie too. I considered putting her on here, but I was like, there's no way a musician's going to win a Win decade award for wow. an actor. Wow. Okay. But it was mostly just I loved Bradley Cooper. Sounds and I like chose... you have your nose up at. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let a musician win this. No, it was mostly just Bradley Cooper being in it. Yeah, and I know you love Bradley Cooper. One per movie. I do. Bradley Cooper was in two other movies that were on your list for performances. Yes. Guardians he, he and Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, he was. My number one. Do we have the same number one? We might. No, I think we do because you said he was in another movie. Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort. That's my number one. Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street as Jordan Belfort. <laughs> yeah, it was an easy number one for me. When I was putting my list together, there was really no debate for me. Again, a movie I've seen about three times, which is a lot for me. I've seen this movie a good 20 times. <laughs> it's right on par. Um, again, these top three were all good for me, but... Something about The Wolf of Wall Street, man. I feel like it was the first movie. I sat down and it was just... I, 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 it was just different, dude. It's a great fucking movie. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it was the first like critically acclaimed movie that I actually liked. Yeah. Very like, much in so. In terms of Oscars, you know. 
And just Leonardo DiCaprio bringing that character alive. He's a fucking asshole, but he's such a charming asshole. Mm-hmm. Cheats on both of his wives. Mm-hmm. Some of the fight scenes with him and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Fantastic. There's that one sexy scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's out of this world. I fucking love this movie. Would you say, <laughs> never mind, I was about to have a stupid question. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. No, I, I want to hear. I want to hear. I was going to ask, would you say it's his best performance of the decade? <laughs> <laughs> I would go with yes, Jason. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. Uh, again, he felt like Jordan Belfort, and just like uh, Billy Bean with Brad Pitt with me, I found myself looking up Jordan Belfort and like reading about it. Yeah, like reading about him, I should say, not reading about it. That's what he wasn't a good guy. He did some illegal shit. Yeah. DiCaprio, though, he did great. It's one of those movies where it, it doesn't even feel like DiCaprio. He really made himself into that character. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the scenes of him in the office with all the guys going fucking crazy and the drugs and the party. Ooh, that and... one scene where he says he's coming back. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, that's what that's what he says. <laughs> like, what? What? I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then they have that whole chest pounding thing that they do. Yeah. Where they like hum. Which yeah. is part of the movie I like. They do lawn darts with midgets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's just, it's a wild fucking movie. It is my favorite role for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sounds like, it's my favorite sounds role like the, the best actor of the decade. That would be number two. You put him at number four. No, oh, Bradley Cooper's two. number two on my list. The best actor of the decade. Okay, all right. I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I do too. I, four is nothing to scoff at. If I would have seen more of his movies, he'd be higher, Jay. <laughs> But he's got the best performance of the decade. I'm surprised you didn't have any marriage story performances on there. Oh, god damn it. I was totally going to make you think I put Adam Driver number one. I was going to sell into it. You just forgot to do it? I forgot to do it. No, I didn't. That one's going to be recency bias, probably. And that's good. I think it's a fantastic performance. Oh, I mean, they were both nominated, her, him and Skojo. Yeah. Surprised you didn't put Skojo's role in that movie over her role in her. No, hers better. I don't care. I don't care what the fucking Oscars say. Okay. I was just saying, you seem like a marriage story stand at the moment. I'm also surprised I you enjoy didn't put it very much. Jojo Rabbit. Again, it was well. right up there. I honestly thought about putting the little boy from Jojo Rabbit on. He here. got nominated for something. I was uh, for the Golden Globe. Uh, Taika isn't in it enough, but he, plays, he did great. He plays Hitler, right? He does. Play I really Hitler. want to see that movie, man. You need to see it. I don't know how, but it's you just, need to see it. I didn't see it when it first came out, and now it's like it's not in any theaters close to me anymore. So it's like, well, it was shit. never in theaters close to you. I think there was like a week it was at Civic. Was there? Because I went I like two so. and a half hours away to fucking see this movie. I think so. Oh. I should have had a. There was someone else that could have made this list. Honorable mention was um, Shia LaBeouf and Peanut Butter Falcon. I've heard great things. Or the guy with Down syndrome from Peanut Butter Falcon. You need to watch that movie. Didn't Riley give you like the freaking. Isn't it on her voodoo? Is it? I'm pretty sure. She gave me the info. I don't know yeah, if it's her voodoo I think or she bought it on her voodoo. I need to look then. Because if it is, I'll watch it. It's a great movie. Again, might be talked about next week. It might be. While we're here, Jason. Okay. We did a list a few weeks back. Top comedies. Yes. Your girlfriend gave me the password to watch her purchase movies. I finally watched Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Literally no contest would have been in my top ten. I think it was an honorable mention for me. I don't think it cracked my top ten, but... Let me go. Let me go back here, and see what my tenth movie was. Get him to the Greek, gone. <laughs> Not even literally no question. I was dying of laughter start to finish. Yeah, it was a funny movie. It was a fantastic movie. Did I wish I, I would have saw it, it in the theater. Pod? I might have reviewed it on the pod. I don't know. 
I think we talked about it on our uh, on our car podcast on the way to the Angels Dodger game. Oh, did I? I think so. Maybe I don't remember honestly, but it's fantastic. Actually, that lines up about perfectly. That does make sense. Yeah. But other uh, other honorable mentions while we jump back, I just want to give that movie a shout out because I fucking loved it. Leonardo DiCaprio and The Great Gatsby. Okay. Fucking love that role for him. Yeah. You said that was the only reason you liked the book? Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Michael Keaton, Homecoming. Okay. I thought of him. Didn't put him on there, but I thought of him. Thank you for that. Michael B. Jordan in Creed or Black Panther. Yeah, I was surprised. We talked about it before and I just said Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, and you said Creed. Is his performance in Creed really better than Black Panther, you think? Pretty fucking good. I think they're both good. Okay. I'd have to sit down and watch them again. Thing with Creed, he's the main guy in Creed. Yeah. Black Panther, he's the villain. He's the second guy. Yeah. It's kind of harder. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Here's one, Jay. Hugh Jackman and Logan. Oh, that would have been a good one. Thought about it. Didn't put it on there. That is a fantastic fucking movie, and it is gritty. And he's fantastic. the best performance as that character. Yeah. Like, no contest. Adam Driver and Skojo in Marriage Story? Yeah. Is that an honorable mention for you? Absolutely. Fantastic. What else? else? There was one more I thought you were going to do an honorable mention on, but I can't think of it now. I I flirted with the idea of putting uh, Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy on there. Flirted with the idea. That would have been terrible. I don't know why you hate Anchorman 2 so much. Anchorman 2 is not as good. Still a great movie. Mm. Still a great movie. Mm. Mm. You'll see next week. Oh, God, Jason. If that fucking movie makes... It's your top ten personal favorite movies okay. of the uh, list. Okay. It's not top okay. ten most well-made movies. It's just my top ten favorite. Not the top ten most well-made. Okay. It's going to be on my list. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I we'll, have this, we'll have this conversation next week. Then. I only have five movies written down. It's one of them. Spoiler alert. We'll have this conversation next week, then. It's It can't be my number one comedy and not make the top ten movie list. I just, okay. I'm biased, yeah. It's But it's a biased <laughs> list. It's a subjective <laughs> list. It is not a, an objective list, okay? Okay. You know a movie I've seen gets a lot of praise, and his role in this movie gets a lot of praise, but I've never actually seen this movie? What? My uh, Jesse Eisenberg and The Social Network. Yeah, I again, doing research for this list. It was on, like, every fucking list. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Me either. <laughs> Which is really it was funny. 2010, though. I was only 12. Yeah, but it's really funny that he gets a lot of praise for that performance, but everyone thinks the actual guy is like a robot and not a human. <laughs> like, there's jokes about how he's not human whatsoever, but Jesse Eisenberg is getting like a bunch of praise for playing that guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's odd. It's about Facebook. That's all I know. What about uh, Henry Cavill as Superman? Nope. <laughs> Anyone I, from the DCEU? I did flirt with uh, Batfleck. Ba- did you just call him Batfleck? Yeah. Ben you Affleck. liked him as Batman? I think the movies are terrible. I think he's a great Batman. If you're thinking about Batman, you got to think about Christian Bale in the third one, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I forgot that it was in this decade. Yeah, we kind of left him off of our list last week when he probably should have been on <laughs> We really list. cucked the fuck out of him. Yeah. I was looking at the movies he was in, thank you, and it's like, yeah, he probably should have been on the list. Big time. I haven't seen a lot of them as the issue, but, like, as far as, like, consistently nominated for shit and getting critical praise and being in big franchises. Yeah. Yeah. 
Big time, big time I mean, honorable we, mention. You fucking put Tom Hardy on the list, who was the villain in that movie, but didn't put Chris, <laughs> didn't even mention Christian Bale. Just glanced right over it. <laughs> all right, Ty. That's all I got for you today. We're at good. two hours. That was a good pod, though. That was good two hours, Jay. I enjoyed them. It was a great two hours. You got anything else? Nope. Got to go grocery shopping now. <laughs> all right. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.